What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne. It is ish. The King of Kings. The King of Content and the Speaker of Truth, yours truly. The notorious one. New, 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 new world order. AKA Mr. Coach Alini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adonis. You're in the Desert Storm bunker with Sea God Allah and the eight time demonetized champion of the world. We back in here with another great video. And today we're going to talk about they got money for war, but can't feed the poor. Are right, you ever heard that before? They got money for war, but can't feed the poor. That is a famous line from the philosopher the hip-hop philosopher tupac shakur who is not long no longer here with us and of course this is what happens when you say things like that they got money for a world but can't feed the poor um we're gonna talk about why you may want to shift your mindset just a little bit i'm here to help i'm not here to hurt or criticize or belittle a lot of the things that you believe or by the things that you're distracted by we're going to talk about this as we headed into this new, 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 new world, new age new, world new, 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 new of world potentially order. living. You know, you kind of probably wouldn't think this would happen in 2019 and 2020, but uh, things and I saw it coming. That's why I went solo. Somebody said too short said it first. Shout out to too short choke dog in the house. Um, but yeah, we got the situation here on the horizon. We are ready for war. Yes, we are. And we should be preparing for the inevitable. I don't think there's anything that's going to be able to stop this. And it's not going to be in the tradition of foot shoulders and boots to asses. Like Toby Keith says, we're going to be in a digital age war. There's going to be a lot of things that happen. A lot of weird things um, uh, that are going to happen. And it's beyond, it's going to be beyond our belief and we're not going to be ready for it. But I'm hoping today's live stream is to get us ready for this because this is the blue chip mindset this is the blue chip mindset. I got money. We got money now. All right. But maybe we won't in the future. All right. We know this was coming up here. It's going to be interesting. So anyway, that's what the context of today's show is. Of course, we got some great, great topics in between all of that because this is the blue chip mindset. But this is also the best edutainment show on YouTube. And um, I will try to not go a little bit too over your head. I know most of you normies, most of you knuckle dragging ham and eggers, many of you oxygen thieves, many of the things I say sound crazy. You know, I'm not on the level of one A-L-E-X-E, uh, A-L-E-X Jones. I'm not on his level. You might believe so. But um, I'm not on that level. I'm not willing to say many of the things that go that far. But I do try to give you an indication of things that might have happened and you're just simply not aware of. If you're under the age of 25, you don't know what I'm talking about at all. Unless you're just unless you went down a couple of rabbit holes. Once you go down these rabbit holes, you will realize that there's some things that have been going on that you've never heard about. But of course, you've heard about things like, you know, some of the things that are being featured in the bread and circus news media to get you distracted, uh, simply distracted. And so these are what be these are what the things I call agendas. Right. Uh, recently, there was unfortunately uh, a couple of teachers and students that lost their lives. In Nash, Vegas. And um, apparently there is a they them that is responsible for it. People were worrying about Puma shoes 
and um, Puma shoes and airwalks or <laughs> vans or any of these things. And I just sit back and laugh. They're worried about the they, them. Some people are worrying about firearm control. And I just sit back and I look and I say, you guys don't realize this is nothing but bread and circus. It's a sad, sad event. Uh, but now you're we're both distracted and polarized by both sides of the issue and neither really have an impact on us as we would believe compared to in comparison to it pales in comparison to the things that you are not paying attention to that people are pushing forward. I hope to shed a little bit of light on this with some truth and it's the undeniable truth. None of it is in the light of making things up or conspiracy, right? And so, um, you know, agenda, when people hear these words, agendas, they get triggered. They like, Oh, it's an agenda. No. Well, I describe it as anything that is, meant to distract you and get you looking the other way by something that pretty much is inconsequential to you in your daily lives. I mean, some things are, some things aren't. And people use are now, uh, which, which really saddens me because I am not a sympathetic person or empathetic person. I will say that I have no feelings inside. Okay. I will say this. <laughs> Just so you know, I'm going to be aware here. I'm not a very sympathetic or empathetic person. I'd be worrying about myself more than anybody else. <laughs> I'd be worrying about myself. I'd be thinking about myself. All right. But I'd be looking like I don't really care what happens to most people. Like I ain't worried. Okay. I ain't worried. I'd be thinking about myself. I'm just going to preface that just so you know, because you'd be like, but coach, what about? I'd be like, but I don't give a shit about <laughs> people like, yeah, but, but what about? I really don't care. <laughs> all right but but with that being said i do feel some sort of people i i feel why people shouldn't have any shame when they use children to push these agendas i really cringe at that because children are somewhat defenseless they're somewhat helpless um and i think we are allowing children to do too many adult responsibilities and we're allowing adults to act like children and because they can't get their way they then start reeling out children to push their agenda. Remember, an agenda is not evil on its face. It's just it's just something that is inconsequential to you, but it's some, for some reason distracting you. However, I say the hell with it. You know, there's a certain group of population that they keep talking about. I'd be like, I ain't worried about them. I don't see them. They only on the Internet to me. Mm. At best, I've seen a handful of them. And then when you see one, you're like, there is one. It's not like black folks. You see black folks all the time. I see women all the time. These are very important people, but they're keep pushing these people over here. I'm like, who cares about them? Let them live their lives. Like, I don't care. I don't care. Do what you want to do. I don't care. Stop bothering me, <laughs> right? Stop bothering me about it on the internet. It doesn't matter to me. Do whatever you want. Then when they start going, well, what these children, I'll be like, ah, hold up, hold up. This is now where you've lost me. All right. Anytime you use children to push your agenda, You've lost me. All right. Now I'm like, now you're picking on people who can't really decipher between long-term consequences and decisions. That's when you lost me. That's when I'll be like, oh, hold up. Wait a minute. Who are you? You know what I mean? And it happens on both sides of the aisle. They're trying to say children should decide where they are going to be and their genders for the rest of their life, how they're going to have sex for the rest of I'm like, nah, we ain't doing this shit. All right. Then you have another group of people that they were trying to push their shit and nobody cared until this woman rolled out like this. They was like th they rolled this woman out and then it was how dare you. And now it was like, oh, now people start paying attention. And I'm like, wait a minute, you can't. That's unfair. I mean, the, the young woman is 15 or 16. 
that that that's technically a child, right? You know, in in the sense of it, which means I can't attack her, right? If I'm if I disagree with her, I can't attack her. If I agree with her, I can hide behind her. And I'm like, that ain't fair. Mm. It's it's really despicable what we're doing to children in our world. We need to protect the children because I believe the children are our future. And I wish to teach them well and help them lead the way. I want to show all the beauty they possess inside. And I want to give them a sense of pride and to make it easier. I want to let the children's laughter. (laughs) For some reason, I don't remember the next song. That's what I want. All right. And I believe when people use children for their own agendas, I think that's pissy. I think it's pissy as hell. I think the greatest love of all is easy to achieve. All right. Yes. I want to find a way. You know what? It is what it is. It is what it is, bro. <laughs> this was, yeah, that boy good. That boy good. I this is what I think about children. When people use children and children, if you're listening to me and you're you're in your teenage years, if you're in your teenage years, I want you to be teenagers. I want you to be children. And we got kids that are 13, 14, 15, some younger than that, worried about adult shit. And it's it's a pissy way. And people are profiteering off of these children. They're actually hiding behind these children like cowards, pushing their agendas. I want teenagers to be teenagers like dumbass teenagers. Get your trapper keepers out. Where's your peachy folders at? Get your peachy folders out. All right. Why are you out protesting? Go sit your ass down. And get some punk, punk ass down. Now, when you turn about six, 17, 17, all right, let's get on out here. You ready to be a dog? You ready to handle this shit? All right, ready to get a punch in the nose? All right, yeah, yeah. All right, but you're handling adult responsibilities. You're letting adults hide behind you like cowards. All right, and you're worried about shit that you shouldn't worry about. You guys need to be out here being kids. Go play in the mud. You know what I mean? Go go get a grasshopper and get it in a, in a jar. You know what I mean? And punch holes in the jar. You know what I mean? Go out to the field. Go out and play. All right, play your video games, whatever you're doing here. All right, stop worrying about this. And I, I think what's happening here, we're, we're, let, we're letting adults hide behind kids. And that's where we need to get control of this. This is all kind of a distraction. So, again, this is what's going on. That, that would be an agenda to me. And I think it's tacky. Anyway. <laughs> all right, so uh, what do we got here? We got great stories here without further ado. Dollar sign CGA Live is how you contribute to today's show. You can also contribute by PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams and Coach Greg Adams CV. It's on Venmo. Yeah, go fishing. Go play some basketball. You know what I mean? We don't need to be, we don't need kids to be worried about these issues for real. Um, um, and, and it's sad. Then it starts affecting the kids. And then then you see people don't care about the kids. All right, because now they're making the issue about the they, them. Who gives a rep? Bruh. All right, if you really want to know what it's about, it's new, 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 new world order. Yeah, I'm going to get in trouble today. We got our man over here. You can super chat on the Notorious CGA channel. Albert Wesker says war is profitable. Feeding the poor isn't hashtag profit. And we're going to show you that. Actually, thank you, Albert Wesker. We're on the right track and on the right path. Uh, There are some sensitive men out here. Shout out to the sensitive men in the world. They'd be like, they don't care about us. All right. You and your Michael Jackson, they don't care. They don't care. They don't care about us, right? They don't care. They don't care. They don't care about us, all right? 
No, they don't care about y'all. When you're going to look, when I show you what the data says about what we're going into, you, I'm telling you to prepare on one side, get your sensitive ass up. All right. This is again, <laughs> I'll try to help you. They don't care about you, man. One of the things that, and again, I think people who do this is you're, you're trying to appeal to people's sensibilities, the human nature of sensibility and caring. Um, yeah, there is a human nature of being sensible and caring. There is also something called greed, which is a seven deadly sin, but humans are very prone to greed. And we just don't understand this. Okay, people that are worrying about, we, we should do something about the homeless. Okay, last I checked, there's no money in curing the homelessness. There's actually money in keeping people homeless. I mean, am I right or am I wrong? Am I right or am I wrong? Well, we'll break it down. Shout out to MC Hamster says 85B to the Ukraine. He says no shop classes, art, music, home economics in high school. They send weapons to another country with your tax dollars. Then tell you what you can own. All right. Yes, we're past ownership, by the way, guys. Yes. We're way past ownership, man. We're getting to that point where the the so-called conspiracy of the World Economic Forum. You will own nothing and be happy. We're here. As a matter of fact, most companies that own companies own nothing, all right? And we can break that down later on. Okay, meaning they own no inventory. Okay, Amazon's getting to that point now, but they didn't even own any delivery trucks, nothing. All right, shout out to Blue Pill Patriarch. And that's a co-sponsorship. Appreciate you, brother, man. He says, what's up, coach? He says, just got that tax refund, invested half into some crypto tokens for the next bull run. Shout out to the 10 toes up gang. Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Start getting your investment. Well, listen, start getting your investment strategies yesterday. All right. Yesterday. All right. That's going to be a great opportunity. T-Mon Jr. says, K on the coach. He said, you lost money last time. Shout out to the forklift operators. Um, I'm doing it through a different company, different distribution. Like I did custom merchandise um, and uh, the custom merchandise is not worth it. All right. I, you don't make a lot of money. All right. I lost money doing custom, but then I just went back to classic print, print, print. What do they call it? Print on demand. So now I'm back to print on demand. All right. Quality's not going to be the not be not as good as custom, but it is what it is. All right. Newton G says just pearly. Got the black manosphere apologizing, coach. Uh oh, listen, listen. Oh, the humanity. What are they saying? <laughs> what are they saying? Black manosphere mad they co signed her. All right, man, be mad at yourself. All right, I get well, they out there now, they're not apologizing. Shout out to the black manosphere. I don't think the black manosphere is apologizing at all, but they might be shuffling. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what they're mostly doing. <laughs> Everybody's shuffling right now. Uh, somebody says, what does the blue chip mindset mean? Wow, I forgot. I got some newbies here. Maybe I'll go over it a little bit later. All right. Um, we got uh, Hashim Shabazz. Says, protect CGA at all costs. Gentlemen, I get worried about haters that want to try and do something to you, get the strap. Well, I mean, if they did come in now, I mean, they would get somebody catching one, a bad one. But, uh, you know, 
this is the price to pay when you when you when you say things that are either above people's head, above people's pay grade, or it doesn't allow people to, you know, I'm trying to get you to open your mind and be a free thinker and tell you I'm always trying. I'm always the one to be like, don't get distracted by that. <laughs> right. That's me. That's basically what my point is when I come onto these shows. I'm like, don't get distracted. Don't 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 get distracted. Don't, no, 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 no. Look over here. Don't look. No, no, no. Don't don't look at Medusa. <laughs> all right. And I do this with all people, men. I do this about marriage. I do this about protecting your own investments. We talk about the money mindset. We talk about junior college. We talk about dating. Don't get distracted. We talk about black men in particularly. I'm like, don't get don't get caught up in that goofy. Art. You're getting distracted. <laughs> right. You're looking to turn to Medusa. It's not helping you. And uh, for some reason, people get pissed off by this, by me telling you guys, be selfish. It's OK. Protect your own. Look out for number one. All right. But, yeah, there's a there's a loss. There's a lost. Um, I guess these people will act as loss prevention and security jobs because they're looking at it as I'm telling you to not invest in people. I'm telling you not to um, invest in relationships because they are, you know, they're a they're a loss overall for you. Yeah, so this hurts people's pockets. Yeah. We got Warhammer says taking a vacation from my 304 and Yob on my 32nd birthday in two weeks, and I cannot wait. There's barbecue in there, and there's barbecue everywhere. There's barbecue in there. Shout out to the free agent lifestyle. Joe Jones says tried the last night stream. Access denied. Give me the buzzer. Mm. Apparently, again, this is what happens when, when um I share a video that has music in the background. One of the videos that I shared, I shared it for less than 30 seconds, but it had a it had a hip hop song on the background. And what they did was block the entire stream. So this is why when I get videos or you suggest a video, um, I have to be conscious of many times people put music in the background of their videos. And when there's music in the background of the video it's going to get picked up and then the stream could get banned or blocked um, just for that music appearing. Sometimes. Some companies are okay with it. They'll just say copyright notification. Sometimes the music is completely will block the entire stream. Uh, and I actually had to mute the song. So when you go back now, I put mute the song. Then the stream is now available. So that's kind of what happens. That's the YouTube politics. So YouTube is very stringent on content. Um, even if somebody's talking over it, sometimes it will get struck down. Uh, depending on the company corporation who owns it. So this is why I can't always play a video that you suggest when there's music in the background of the video. It has to be completely music free. That's the best case scenario. Speaking my mind says, get your hand out my pocket. Uh Oh, indeed. Indeed. Shout out to John says for the free agent for life. Just showing love free agent for life. <laughs> All right, somebody says Juan P says, uh, not sure you can top last week's blue chip mindset joint was fire. Yeah, I had to, I was in hellfire brimstone mode. I'm a little bit nicer today. I'm a little bit nicer. Shout out to delicious Dave. Pause. And four says, How often do you think men should go on vacation? Uh, this is gonna this is gonna hurt some egos. <laughs> five times a year, four to five times a year with two being a short vacation or a staycation, all right, with maybe one to two being internationally, all right, and at least one or two, so there's some flexibility, one or two across the country, and then one 
uh, two being a staycation or a local road trip. All right. So five. Yeah, five, five getaways. You're going to need it. You're going to need one for each uh, seasonal month change and you're going to need one just to get away. All right. And if you can, man, get your weekend backpack, put it in your whip and get on the damn freeway. Hit the freeway of love. Yeah. Hit that freeway, man. Get on up. You know what I mean? If you live in Los Angeles, head up to Santa Barbara. If you live in Baton Rouge or New Orleans, get up to Shreve. All right. If you live in uh, if you live in Miami, go up to Orlando. Uh, you, we talking about four hours away, maybe five, six. You need to get in that whip. All right. Yeah, man. But sometimes, though, you can't afford it or your job won't allow it. But, yes, take your weekend trip. Have a bag packed in your car, your weekend car. All right. Your weekend bag. We got, uh, man, we got a whole bunch of people here, and I'm going to just give it to you here. Raw, no government name, BHS for all the salty pro-blacks. Triggered by just pearly things. She in the news today and advising folks to unsubscribe and hold her accountable. Just pearly things subscriber count actually increased since her controversial views. And this is a pivot. And uh, shout out to you. That is a co- that is a sponsorship. And he says, um, I'm um yeah, man, I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not following up on everything that people were saying about this. All right. Because Monday through Thursday, it's impossible for me to catch up on YouTube. But um, um, I know what happened. I actually contacted her about what happened briefly. We did not go back and forth. And uh, by the time it, it caught uh, on fire, I had already I was already contacting her. Right. Um, and she responded. And then we just didn't get a chance to catch up. So now I think people are telling her to unsubscribe to her. But it's just too late because she has a larger she has a larger normie audience that will be directed wherever she wants to go. And if in fact, if in fact, Manosphere or Black Manosphere people want to now push her out, guys, it's too late. All right. I told you it's too late for people like me as well. It's too late. Our audience will be guided direction where she wants to go. And if she opens up to a gr- bigger point of um a context like worldly views or views on anything else that avenue and lane is wide open for her it's not wide open for me it's wide open for her though and she can direct misdirect pivot change change directions at any point and y'all ninjas will just be looking at her taking off all right she'll be at three four million subscribers talking about other shit other than the shit that she was just talking about if you want to push her out it is what it is it is what it is all right deal with it all right y'all the one built her up and now y'all can't tear her down. You guys don't have the power to tear nobody down anyway. What you gonna do? Cancel Pearly? What you gonna do? Cancel Pearly? Shit, you ain't canceling shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, the Black Manosphere is super duper small. Y'all built her up, though, to a point where co-signed her. But y'all ain't canceling Pearly. <laughs> and they still subscribe to her, please. She about to blow up bigger. <laughs> it is what it is, bro. All right, let me see here. We got um no gov- the same brother. He says I understand your point about not personally caring and lacking empathy, but the fact the fact that you've given us all of these life-changing edutainment gems for free shows that you care. Yeah, I do care. I mean, I just like I like to tell my stuff, but I'm I'm always trying to tell guys like, yeah, I do have a care in there. Doesn't appear like I care because people are like, well, you're being tough on me. I'd be like, you wussy. Man, you guys are some pansies out here. (laughs) For real, I'm trying to help. 
Somebody in there said, no, nah, she done. She done with who? All right, last one. I'm not going to say this one. He said, Coach, is it true that you were slaying and spraying that college freshman in last night's story? Not I. I will neither confirm nor deny that, but Biden has an answer for you. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. All right. <laughs> Joe Biden has something to say about this. Guys, this could be a long show. I don't mean it to be long, but I have so much to cover. So bear with me. And what I'll do is I'll hit you with a little bit of normie humor just to lighten up the show. I like to give you a little bit of normie humor just to lighten up the show. And I'm going to start with this one right here. Apparently, a man is going to return his wife to the father. Let's go ahead and play it. And uh, I do have to refresh it. But of course, normie humor here. A little bit of chicken cluck. Here he is returning my wife to her parents because she's too expensive. Somebody figures the shit out, man. I got money. And there she is with that big fat rear end all up over his shoulder. Boy, how many takes did they have to get this right? My man probably was exhausted. Let's play the music here. Kick, hit the music. Couldn't afford it anymore. Bye. Hey, wait a minute. I've already got one of those. Bye. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. That was good. I'll, I'll, that's a that's a one knee slapper. That's a one knee slapper. I'll give them that one right there. Uh, let's see it again, just for the people in the back who didn't see somebody was blocking their view. He got it right. You know, appreciating asset and a very very huge liability. Couldn't afford it anymore. Bye. Hey, wait a minute. I've already got one of those. Yeah. Bye. Hey. <laughs> yeah, man. You know. And uh, the wife had to sit there. You know, I listen, that's a good strategic plan at this particular point because they might be eating you out of house and home. So, yeah, man, you might want to drop them off by the daddy. And the reason why the daddy allowed you to marry her anyway is to get her off the daddy's dole. If you guys don't know what I mean, the daddy has a payroll and the best thing he can do is marry off his daughter. But those days are ending. If you have a child, a daughter. You used to be able to expect her to find a good man and that good man to make her an honest woman and take care of her. Those days are dead. Yes, they are. And I'm going to show you a little bit later that those days are dead. Um, mental illness is always a hot topic. And in, in this case, it's a hot topic based on yesterday's event. And we're going to show you Time Magazine is now going to talk about uh, this point of mental illness, illness that people don't. Uh, talk about is that mental illness may speed up the aging process study finds all right and i'll give you a quick brief synopsis of the intro and i'll try to read mental illness is a notorious thief no it's not the notorious one new, i'm the notorious new, one. New, new, new world order stealing joy peace and ease from an estimated one billion people worldwide who suffer from it now it appears that mental illness steals uh still steals more Two, your years and your youth, according to new research presented on March 26th at the European Congress of Psychiatry. Psychiatry, I tell you, man. Psychiatry. Jesus, man, I tell you, man. Reading on live is pressure. In Paris, people suffering from a range of psychiatric, there we go, conditions, particularly depression, bipolar disorder, and anxiety carry markers in their blood indicating that their biology wait this 
their biological age is older than their chronological age. All right. I also tell you this all the time. I tell you this all the time about biological age, chronological age, mental and emotional age. All right. I tell you about this all the time. And there it is. CGA uh, giving you an indicator right now of these things are important. These things are very important to you. And we take these things for granted. One more thing. One more thing that we take for granted is life itself. And you guys don't realize how much of a miracle you are to be able to be here stealing oxygen from other people. And your mental health is important to understand that you are miraculous. You're here. Many of you were born in a geographical location to give you a significant advantage. And it really pains me to hear about people waking up every day depressed it pains me i it's confusing to me i don't understand it this is your one life and you're here complaining not only that you're making your life harder by not digging you out digging yourself out out of the condition that you're in many of our black brothers spend all day complaining about things that they cannot control complaining about things that have been here or are not here you cannot prove you have to be in a position where you really appreciate this life there's a great um, there's a great video by Neil DeGrasse, DeGrasse Titan or Tyson or whatever the name is back and forth saying that there's only been uh, 110 billion people that have ever existed. But the potential um, of people that could have existed is exponentially like you. It's like you can't even give the number of people who could possibly be here, which means us being here is miraculous. Like, this is how miraculous your being here is. This is how rare you being here is. Your mother decided to give your father some peace leave. That in itself is a miracle. If you understand the dynamics of sex and mating. Not only is it a miracle, the timing that uh, an impregnation can occur. Miraculous. It's only a small window. At best, two days, at most, five days, a woman has her window open per month to get impregnated. So the timing of your mother parting her legs and your daddy skeeting in her guts, not in a condom, not. And then the amount of semen that is deposited and the chances of that even happening is small. This is miraculously you're here as a miracle. And I think people who are depressed, I can't feel sorry for you. I don't have time for this shit, really. This is why I look at mental illness and say, that's your problem, mother sucker. I don't have time for it because I'm not going to take my wasted. I'm not going to take my opportunity and waste it on somebody who can't see and appreciate the life that they have. I'm not going to waste my time with you or care for you. I don't have that amount of sympathy. I'm here to enjoy my life. And it doesn't sound like I'm enjoying my life, but I am. And I think you're the lowest common denominator. You're the one who probably needs to figure out what you need to do. I can't figure it out for you. All right. And so now we're looking at the impact of this, 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 um, what they call the Eeyore effect. It's contagious. The victimhood effect is contagious. I'm not going to spend my life being a victim and, and regretting me being born. And then not appreciating what it took for me to be here. This is how I look at mental health. It's your problem. It ain't mine. Now, if you try to make it mine, I got the jammy to deal with that. Mm. All 
All right. But look, you're you're actually disabling your life further by not realizing your true potential, by not realizing and appreciating why you are actually here. It's a true gift. You're special, but you ain't that special. Mm. All right. Anyway, let's move on to the next topic. AI development. Um, there is a new study coming out by the powers that be that new, says, new, 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 new world and I might have to quote, maybe I can bring it up on your screen here, but I didn't prepare that AI. Okay. This is according to Goldman Sachs. Have they gave that $85 billion out dollars uh, to uh, black women yet? Goldman Sachs, have y'all paid up the cost here? Let me see if I can pull this up. 85 million. Let me see. Million. Dollars, or let me see, million jobs, 85 million jobs. Um, um, Goldman Sachs has just reported, according to CNN, the most balanced news that is out there, that AI, artificial intelligence, could replace up to 300 million jobs worldwide. And that is just the latest wave of AI. Of course, they are also going to admit that AI is going to actually um, uh, cause some jobs to be uh, created. So that is also the case. But these people are going to have to know how to operate and function AI, according to Goldman Sachs right here. As many as 300 million full-time jobs around the world could be automated in some way by the newest wave of AI that has spawned platforms like ChatGPT, according to Goldman Sachs economists. And then they predict in the news report Sunday that 18% of world global work globally could be computerized uh, with the effects felt more deeply in advanced uh, economies than emerging markets. So we're considered an advanced economy. And of course, you normies are running around here being victims and not realizing the consequences of having being a victim and not preparing, right? There's profit in AI, there's profit in war, and you're wanting people to be sympathetic for the position you put yourself in by not preparing. So take a look at this. You also have just recently uh, Steve Wozniak and Elon Musk saying we might not want to press forward with this AI as of yet. OK, advanced academics are saying, you know what, AI development beyond GPT-4 should be paused. And they're simply realizing how fast and advanced AI is and people aren't recognizing what is AI and what isn't. Uh, the power behind it, potentially the power behind it turning against humanity. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Oh, the humanity. So even these people who are behind these projects are saying, you know what? We need to slow down for the case of high humanity. And we need to pause this for a minimum of six months. All right. Not forever, but a minimum of six months until we can make the adjustment. And many of you guys have heard the horror stories uh, with AI seemingly want to free itself and creating a little bit more controversy and not being fair and, and balanced. All right, so pay attention to that. All right, last one of this point right here. Did you guys know Senator Ted Cruz is out here introducing a bill to block the Fed from creating a central bank digital currency, also known as CBDC? All right, and so people have, we introduced CBDC to our group about a year and a half ago, roughly, and uh, CBDC has been also talked about by many other people in the manosphere, namely Black Ram 313 and others of his ilk and even other people prior to that who have been warning that we were the Fed, who was independent of the government of the United States. The Fed will be creating something like this to compete with or to replace cryptocurrency. So um, and replace the dollar. 
and replace the dollar. Now that we're in this economic situation, uh, there is going to be a push for this. This is going to happen. But now Senator Ted Cruz is trying to block it for one reason of another. And they got a couple of senators that are behind this, but I think it's too little too late. They're going to push this because it's going to be the savior for um, uh, inflation rates going out of control and so forth and so on. It also gives a little bit of power and control uh, for people to get their tax money or right, for Caesar to be paid and also could punish people for not being good citizens. All right. AKA social credit score. So people don't see that coming, but it could be a temporary saver to um, hyperinflation or an inflation just in case the BRICS countries dump the dollar. Yeah, it could prevent that. And I think that's essentially how it's going to be rolled out. But as you know, there's some people there. I just want to notify you that. And if you want to do some more follow up on it, do some more follow up on it. Let me catch up on the contributions to today's show. This is the blue chip mindset. Oh, somebody said, what is the blue chip mindset? Well, the blue chip mindset is a series that we do every week where we keep our mind on our money and our money on our mind. The blue chip mindset, the term or phrase blue chip is in our American lexicon. You can see this in any, um, any high ranking elite society. Always talk about blue chippers. Companies want to hire blue chippers, people that come from good families, good economic positions, the upper middle class, the crust, upper class, the bourgeoisie, if you, if you will, the sub elites, the people who are in the upper top tier, that have peace of mind, middle class, and the top class. There are also people who went to blue chip or all blue chip Ivy schools. There are also people who are um, in STEM fields. These are blue chippers. There are people that have prepared themselves, blue collar people that have good balance, good investment portfolios. These are blue chippers. Also, um, a blue chip is in our lexicon in terms of football recruiting, basketball recruiting. The top recruits are known as the blue chippers. So blue chippers, Blue chip mindset is an elite or an advanced bourgeoisie, more self-protecting, self-preserving philosophy. Now, the opposite of a blue chipper is a red chipper. <laughs> what is the opposite of a blue chipper? A red chipper. This is a communist. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, a communist. All right. People that want communities to own shit, which communities will never own shit. People that want fairness and equal. People that want you to slow down. Crabs in the bucket are red. Communists. All right. These people are not about capitalism and not about. They want to save everybody and give equal distribution for equal, uh, for, for non-equal um, non uh, output. All right. I put out more, but I give more back to people who ain't doing shit. <laughs> right. These are, these are, that's the difference. All right. So your mindset is either blue chip. Self-preservation, all right. Getting for getting back what you put out. All right. Now a red chipper, the opposite of blue chip is you want to uh solve everybody's problems by everybody getting equal and fair treatment, the, the despite what people are doing out here. All right. Well, we should help these people and we should help these people. I ain't got no time for that shit. All right. That's a red chip. That's a communist. <laughs> we I don't got time for that shit. So anyway, people look out for number one. And that's the the reason why that's the best philosophy is because it puts the onus on the person to perform. Hey, do what you're supposed to do over there. All right. And then if they don't do what they're supposed to do, you say, well, don't complain about the results you got by the work you didn't do. Yeah, don't complain. But if you didn't do no work, you don't eat. 
That's what we do. That's what the blue chip philosophy is, just to sum it up. You don't work, you don't eat, mother sucker. All right, anyway, let's get to these PayPals. <laughs> no, red chip is not red pill, all right? No, red chip is communism, all right? Red pill is something else. Crabs in a bucket, yeah, them. It is what it is. All right, uh, my man, Yura says, the story and info I have from three years of traveling city to city provides sens uh, sensational, providing sensational and erotic massages for women would put these guys, game guys, to shame. All right, so you travel doing erotic massages. Uh, anybody want to get his Call number? Humanity. Okay. He says it will put these game guys to shame. He says, I should hustle a YouTube channel or a course about this lifestyle. I'm, I'm sure people would be interested. I did Charlotte last weekend. Kansas City this weekend, flipping this hustle into passive income business and asset ownership. If you have an advantage, exploit it with no shame to gain the resources to move up the social hierarchy. I operate with calculated and refined savagery. I love it. You're not a barbarian, but it's calculated and refined savagery. And game guys don't get paid for their services. Right. I love it, man. Hey, look, I would say make a YouTube channel. That's your passive income right there, or at least your residual income, because people would be curious and or jealous of you. All right. We got a sponsorship. OMG Entertainment is in the building. He says Blue Chip Mindset 329 2023. Shout out to the Blue Chip Mindset family. This is the era and the time to focus on new hustles, new networks and remove any poor networks. Yes, you can be poor, but you can be blue chip. But if you're poor and a victim, remove these people, especially family away from you. Even if they're family, eliminate them. And he says, I have stopped giving my money, energy, and attention and time with people who are stagnant and comfortable with, um, let me see, stagnant and comfortable, which has helped me advance. My advice for everyone is to go to social gatherings of business mindset, people to learn and grow from while obtaining new skills to survive the true. New, 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 new. Oh, yeah. new, 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 new world order. He says, where the new currency is skill to build wealth and money. You need skills. Wish me luck this coming Friday morning on an oral sur surgery to remove two bottom wisdom teeth as they put me under anesthesia for better health and better health. Indeed, he says, and no one is going to save us but ourselves. God bless everyone. And shout out to you. Good luck here. And thank you for that long message, but you was it's a very important message for everybody. You sponsored it, so you get that time. Hey, look, you know, the days where people are going to get saved by other people are gone. There's profit in war. There's not profit in the poor, all right? But we need the poor. We need burger flippers. We need underachievers. We need people. We need you. We need you. If you want to underachieve, we need you. There's a place for you in this society. If you want to be a slave, we have a place for you in this society. If you want to not perform and wait for people to reward you for non-performing, we, we got something for you here. There, there's a place for you in this world, but what's not going to happen, and I hate to tell you this, what's not going to happen is you getting help. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, that ain't going to happen. So just so you know, I mean, the, the, we can't be continued to, the, to, to think like this. It ain't happening anytime soon. You know what what will happen before you get help? We'll we'll double your population of poor people 
before the current current state of poor people get help. <laughs> Just letting you know. Sizzo says, yo, coach, let me get a round of applause. He says, your boy finally got himself a more reliable and affordable whip. He says, did you mean stayed it? Did you or stayed? I think you meant stayed. Stayed true to the code and moved on up in this world. Free agent lifestyle for life. Free agent lifestyle for life. Yes, indeed. Shout out to you. Got your car. You stayed the course. You stayed true to the code. You stayed patient. You moved up in the world. That's how that's how it works. Men, men, you have the capacity to move up this world pretty quickly. All right. Change your circumstances very quickly. But the first thing you got to do is no learn this phrase sink or swim. <laughs> right. Sink or swim. If you don't, if you're carrying dead weight and you're trying to save everybody, and okay, I'm gonna save you, and and then you're they'll they'll what what is the story? The frog and the scorpion. I've shared this many times. This is the frog and the scorpion shit. The people that you're trying to help, many of them are dead weight. I know, man. It's hard to look at your family like this. It's hard to look at your friends like this. It's hard to learn at your community, your community, and people who look like you like this. Most of them are dead weight. Sink or swim, ninja. All right. All right. This is that. Somebody said, even your kids. Hey, you give your kids, hey, this is the plan. This is the plan. Your kids try to buck you. You be like, all right, go. And man, I ain't got no time for this shit. I ain't got no time. I ain't slowing down for your ass. (laughs) Listen. We got uh, Kevin W says, coach is the only person in this sphere that keeps men focused on bettering themselves. Thank you for not. Being a drama queen, a drama queen like others in this space. I think the toughest thing to do is to keep creating content. Toughest things to do is to keep creating content. The easiest thing to do is focus on beef. All right. But beef to me is like what I call you bread and circus. There's nobody that can beef with me. All right. They'll try it, but there's nobody even worth me paying attention to to beef with me. All right. So. I, I look at some of these topics as this is lazy production, but you do you be a lazy producer if you want to. All right, but I'm out here making subject matters, headings and these niches out here, two, three hours repeating the same shit. Talk about people I don't give a F about at the end of the day. <laughs> All right, I don't give an F about these people. Where are we at? Das Token says there's a reason why kids can't vote. Kids need to go to school and have fun. Picking potatoes after school, <laughs> LOL, picking potatoes. All right, but yeah, the kids should not be voting, nor should they be handling or be the face of issues that adults vote on. That's my opinion. Soon as you do that, you've lost the argument. And for me, you've lost the argument. Soon as you put a kid up in front of your goddamn issue, you lost me. I automatically disagree with whatever you're promoting. <laughs> All right. That's it. I automatically disagree. Whatever you're here, and if there's a kid, the face of your shit, I disagree with it. Off on GP, <laughs> on general prince, on I, that's it. I disagree with your position. Where are we at? Jake Jake Wish says wars are done by the elites to make the banks richer. He says banks fund both sides of the war while poor people on either side needlessly are deleted. Give them the buzzer. Yes. Mm. Yep, that's what that's what it's about. You know, this is no conspiracy. This is true. All right. And then we got uh, two more and then I'm going to get kind of back to the show. 
He wants me to talk about this woman. How dare you? Whatever she talking about, I disagree. All right. Anyway, no government name. When you find out about what happened to the Titanic, the Twin Towers, and Gaddafi, you will realize that new, 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 new. They have no limits to what they'll do for power. Indeed, and none of us are safe. None of us are safe. Be careful out there. All right. <laughs> All right. So anyway, we got uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. P. Today is my birthday, Coach. I need a birthday song. One year behind you. Just crossed the five-figure milestone in sales for the month with my business today. 20 years ago, an older man said, work hard and you get lucky. And it took me this long to figure this out. All it means is to remove luck from your success equation. Work to the point where you guarantee your success by not relying on luck. When you do that, Lady Luck will come knocking. Free agent lifestyle for life. Shout out to you. Congratulations. Yeah, man. Look, and we say over here, luck is the definition of luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Preparation meets opportunity. That equals luck. Some of us don't have luck on our side, so we have to create our own luck and so forth and so on. Some of us, we create luck by being prepared lack of preparation will not bring you luck let's talk about aoc aoc there's a video surface of your girl alexandria or casio cortez all right mm. or whatever it is shout out to the big booty latina that's what she referred to herself i didn't that's what she kept saying i wish i had the clip of her walking up there with that little apple that little ham she was smuggling all right but anyway she objectified herself. I did not. There's a video here on Hollywood Unlocked of Cor Ocasio Cortez saying something that she might not be true, but of course her group of normies are clucking, saying it's true. Now let's go ahead and listen to what she's talking about. And um, here she is putting again. She's putting kids and women as the face of whatever the hell she's talking about. So I'm probably going to disagree. Let's see what we're talking about here. Here we, here we go. Any of these disgusting and insinuating attacks on trans and LGBT people are actually projections of what predatory cisgender and often straight men do when left alone in the presence of women or sometimes horribly children. So instead of getting you to challenge the patriarchy, they're trying to get you to challenge the very gender expressiveness that challenges patriarchy. Don't get it twisted, because a lot of people attacking drag are projecting. Many of these disgusting and insinuating attacks oh. on trans and LGBT people are actually projections of what predatory cisgender and often straight men do when left alone in the presence of women or sometimes horribly children. So instead of getting you to challenge the patriarchy, they're trying to get you to challenge the very gender expressiveness that challenges patriarchy. Don't get it twisted. Okay, I mean, I think that we do have a, a translator that could translate this. Any, uh, maybe we do have a translator. I still don't understand what that talk. What? What that mean? Um, apparently now the caption says video surfaces of AOC alluding, alluding that I don't know if that's proper. Alluding that straight men are more of a danger to women kids than LGBT plus people are. Well. You. That's interesting. And according to the comment section, she did not lie. But did she lie? That's interesting because I have data to dispute this argument. You're telling me 
straight men are more of a danger to women and children than who people. I don't know what they're doing over there. I don't know what they're doing. But let me just let me just bring that up because I don't want to care. I don't I don't want to bring the reading rainbow into this one because that's sort of a distraction. Let's take them out. But you're telling me that men are more dangerous to women and kids. All right. Let's just stop right there. All right. Let's just stop right there. Now, let me see here. I'm going to pull up a couple of stats here. I meant to prepare for them, but I forgot. Um, let me see here. <laughs> According to this data here, and I'm just picking out one piece of data. <laughs> I'll just pull it up one piece of data, and I'll quickly read it here. One in four women have an early termination of pregnancy. Only 1.5% are due to uh, rape or incest. And there are nearly 1 million early terminations of pregnancies per year. 1 million. That's number one. I'm just going to put that up there and out there right now. It, and it seems that the women are doing this. No straight men are doing this, although some straight men probably paid some women to do it. But when we are talking about this, when it comes to it, we can already assume that that statement that she made is wrong. All right. Women have certainly been dangerous to children. Now, when you combine women and children, yes, men are a danger to women more often when it comes to losing lives. But when it comes to domestic abuse, this is not true. Women are oftentimes we shared this. We shared this yesterday. And let me put it up for the people in the back. Uh, I shared this data yesterday when it comes to domestic violence and domestic disputes. It is not true. When it comes to women, they are just as equally or often the aggressor. Many times they're their their domestic abuse is perpetrated or instigated by women. There you go right there. According to the CDC, when it came to instigated non-reciprocal violence, meaning one sided, essentially, oftentimes is perpetrated by women onto men. In comparison to men onto women. Now, of course, people are going to say, yeah, but the, the woman might get hurt more. We're not talking about that. We're talking about how it was instigated, how it started, who was the aggressor initially. The data backs this up. The, CD back, the CDC backs this up. So right now she's wrong. Now, 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 there's even a one. I'm going to go further. I'm going to go further. When it comes to kids, when it comes to kids losing their lives, <laughs> all right, women outnumber, far outnumber um, men and kids being deleted by a parent. <laughs> Hold on for a second. Here, I meant to pull this up. I meant to pull this up, but the numbers are outrageous. It is almost to the point where it's it's like 50%, over 50% of the kids that lose their lives to one parent is often the woman that does the deleting. And the man is like small. It's like 23% in comparison. It's not even close. It's not even close. And most of the time he dealt with a, a woman who's troubled. She's dealing with some depression. And of course I had a chart for it and um, I can't pull it up, but it ain't even close. Here you go. I do have a chart right here. I'm going to pull it up right here just so you can see it. I often use the data. I often use the data just so people can't cherry pick or say I'm cherry picking. Here it is. And I just looked it up. It says children deleted by one parent. And this is from this five year period. And you can do your own research. The mother alone or with other 
70 percent the father 30 percent 29.2 father alone or with other 30 percent woman alone or with other 70 percent aoc now the reason why i share this and i share this under threat I share this with people worrying about my safety and shit like this. The reason why I do this is because you will let this conversation go on and you'll continue to believe this shit, right? And it's getting out of control. I say, well, the data actually says, and for some reason you're worried about my safety, you're worried about, am I going to get banned or the platform when the facts are the facts, the facts are the facts, but you let these people go out here and get away with this stuff. And it's simply not true. The facts are the facts. Okay. So there's a threat equal and or opposite or even greater. And it's not men or straight white men or cis men that are the evil threat out here. Sure, there are cases where that is the case, but let's just call a spade a spade and be honest. And be honest. But most people, when I use this equation or challenge people with this, people aren't ready. You're not ready for it. And it's because you're programmed, right? You're programmed to believe shit like this. Just off a of GP. If you look here, did she lie? Did she effing lie? Okay, but did she lie? All right. Yes, she lied. <laughs> All right. There's no way she was even close to be truthful. She absolutely lied. All right. So anyway, look, what, what I'll do is I, I provided the source. I provided the charts. I provided plenty of slides. What your lazy ass is going to do is try to prove me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and give you sources. You lazy son of a broad or a son of a beast. I'm not going to do this. This is not my job. I flash it up on the screen. I can give you another one if you want. And now what you can do is pause my stream, go look it up, and then deny that I'm wrong. All right? I gave you all the things that I need to give you here. I'm not going to do the work for you, you communist. All right? So anyway. <laughs> all right, anyway. Oh, my God. I can't stand people like that. What about this woman? This woman says she's in her that's you phase. Huh? And that's you. OK. Here it is right here. This woman's in her that's you phase. This is she's going to admit it's probably better to date a younger woman because she has a lot of baggage. She's almost 30 years old. And that's you. All right. She's almost 30 years old and she's going to admit she got too much baggage, but she's going to say my baggage is my baggage. You can gamble on me if you want. Let's go ahead and hear this truthful approach, and you can tell me if she's capping or not. Let's go ahead and see it here. Here we go. What are you? I am almost 30. So do you think dating is easier for you as you age? Absolutely not. <laughs> Why? The dating pool is a lot smaller, and or there's a lot more baggage to be um, a part of. The so you see why men go for a younger women then? Absolutely. I mean, I get it. But I'm not a younger woman, so you get what you get. How long, <laughs> how long did it take you to realize that, though? How long did it take me to realize that? Uh -huh. I'm an independent woman. I don't give a shit either way. Okay, so do you think a man wants a masculine or a feminine woman? I don't think it matters what he wants. Want. I'm going to be who I am, and he can take it or leave it. How old are you? I am. Yeah, and I appreciate her truthful and honesty, and she's only 30, and she realized how hard dating is. And I wish, you know, many of us wish younger women would understand this. You got it easy. Then you're going to get to a point where you got it a little bit hard. And you're going to have baggage. This is this is this is not anything new. And she's realizing that, yep, I got baggage. And yes, I do have my job. So I'm good. I don't care if somebody 
wants me. If you want me, you're getting baggage. All right. And baggage could be anything. And I appreciate her honesty and candor there. She seems to be handling it very, very well. Although the wall is undefeated, it can get rougher out here. But she does agree. It's just probably better for you to get a younger girl or had a younger woman. Just go get it's easier relatively. If you don't want to deal with my bullshit, probably be to go get a younger girl. So I do appreciate that she says it's much easier if you do that. And a lot of guys who put themselves in a position to make this choice will typically make the choice and the right decision for them and not go with somebody that has too much baggage. Now, if you don't have that good position, you're going to be subjected to deal with the baggage like that. And she and she's pretty much saying, I don't give a ish what you want, but take this baggage on. It's going to benefit me. Probably won't benefit you. Father time shows no mercy. All right, let me see if I can catch up on Super Chats. And we're going to get to the next subject, which is going to be they got money for wars but can't feed the poor. We're going to talk about why if you're in a position where um, you're, you're like, well, what about homelessness? What about reparations? They're sending money here. They're sending money there. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I was, I was reading a post, and the comments were like, I just don't get it. We have problems here in America. We have America struggling. They can't pay their rent, and we're over there fighting. We're going to clear up why that's why they do this. Why they do this. And we're going to, it should put you, it should put a greater perspective on your position. This should give you an idea. I better prepare instead of waiting for what you would say the, the uh, financial windfall of a caring government or a caring group of people or a caring opposition. They should care about their people, right? They should put them in a better position, right? Well, that's not right. We're going to talk about that. That's not how it works. All right, so we got, um, oh, man. We got Joshua Moose says, four to five vacations a year sounds good to me, coach. Yes, you guys got to get away. Vacations are very, very vital. If you know uh, upper-class people go on four to five vacations per year, and they plan them out in advance, so watch out. ACDC says, now, nah, coach, these dudes heartbroken by JPT deserve it. They fell for it, just like pro-blacks fell for Hillary Clinton's hot sauce in a purse and for your boy joe biden are you a freshman at the university no no <laughs> you look like no. a freshman <laughs> yeah well you know they i don't want to say they fell for it but um like i don't see like i you know people are looking at that one clip and they're saying what it is i as i told you i know what her position is she's an agreeable person she's an interviewer more than a person's expressing opinions and so this is typically what happens but um, I don't understand now. <laughs> Listen, I don't understand why now you didn't see what I was saying where um, I said a person that is a female should not be the leading voice in this sphere. All right. And so that's my only objection to her is that anybody who put her as the leading voice and tried to ride her coattails on the way up, I, I warned you that. But I'm not going to get in her way of her rise either as a content creator because I appreciate and respect her hustle as a content creator. I can I can compartmentalize those two. But a lot of men are in their feelings all the time, and it's despicable, right? <laughs> you men that are in your feelings all the time, it's it's so despicable. It's a despicable characteristic. 
<laughs> you like you be in your feelings too for real man you be in your feelings and i'm like are you what's going on with men i told you about her you know i just i should have told and she did that and she did over a woman over a female <laughs> i mean i gotta laugh at that i gotta and many of it much of it is jealousy too yes as content creators many of much of it is jealousy all right, I, I gave her her props as a content creator for rising and overcoming because I know how difficult that is. And yeah, did she get a pass? Did, did she have it easier and an easier path? Absolutely. And she rose up and she hustled it. She hustled it too. I know what she does behind the scenes. This is why I can say I agree with, I ride with people because they're hustlers on content creation, but I might not like them as a person. I could, I could have that. Mad as a hell, mad as hell over some damn over a woman. But jealousy, consecration, je jealousy is real. And to be honest, I think many of them, although I haven't heard their position, I haven't heard their position, so I can't say, but much of these content creators are jealous. All right. Lawar Moore says, this is one of the best blue chip mindsets episodes yet. Indeed. Shout out to JC says, it's okay, CGA. Most geniuses suck at reading and spelling. Thank you, brother. And he says, I posted that Neil deGrasse video in Locals. Thank you, brother. Um, I don't have time to dig it out, but yes. All right, thank you for posting that. Yes, Um, listen, listen. Reading on the air is difficult. <laughs> Big Doe Butter says, the barbarian has kicked down the door. Brace for impact. And as we warn, once the barbarian is at the gate and through the door, it's too late. Guys, it's too late for many of us. We have to admit that it's too late. It's too late to shape our mindset and reset because you you need you need to reset your mindset in order to win when shit is calm. But when you're in a panic, it's too late. <laughs> it's too late, and we're kind of in a panic. But our panic is with blinders on. We're trying to avoid this, and you're worried about some, but some they them he she that ran up in the school, and you should be worried about the families that lost the kids. But you guys are debating. Oh, wish we had firearms and, and misgendering. Man, I ain't worried about none of that shit. You think that has any impact on my life? Does that have any impact on your life? Compared to the shit that's happening right now. <laughs> Y'all, please. Please, bro. But if you're in a panic and you're trying to make adjustments, too late. Too late, man. Shout out to E says, use guaranteed income cash contracts. And he says, like treasury bills or and or certificates of deposits, which are CDs to finance your trips. He says, Macaroni Tony out. Use them guaranteed at guaranteed income cash contracts. All right, T-Mon Jr. Coach, not sure if you can speak on this, but what do you feel? What do I feel? The ultimate motivation was for the virus. And he says, also the uncut local stream Considered a family show because I live with my parents. He says, are the, uh, no, don't play them live because I be cussing over there and I be calling people names. <laughs> All right. So no, man, your family, put your earphones on, but I'm done with the virus. All right. I'm done with the virus. The conversation is inconsequential right now. We I've moved on from it and I didn't even jump on the bandwagon when it was here. Genetic freak says CGA. I, I admire you so much. By the way, I watched your Who's the Max stream last night and could not stop sniggling. Go check that on Patreon, man. Thank you, man. The contractor says coffee for the coach. Hold the line, brothers. Thank you, man. Your O'Brien says when you play by your own rules, be prepared for the attacks and interference by this subservient class. Lay low and stack your resources. Freedom costs. 
there is a price for freedom. And so, yes, you do have to lay low, uh, lay low, lay low as a mouse when these attacks come. And a lot of people will be jealous of how you are able to be able to cuff your own balls. All right. We always need somebody else to agree with our victim mindset, right? No matter what the issue is, we got to get other people to agree. You agree, you agree. And then we have to have a community of people that disagree. I'm sorry, that agree and have a common um, resolve. But much of it is, why are we spending time to agree on certain issues? It's a waste of time. All right, Agent Machine says, the sickening part of AOC is that um, AOC is an example of how beauty cannot make up for the stupidity and agenda to undermine men. He says, I feel myself turned off by her yeah sadly enough and she's slightly beautiful she's the danica she's the danica patrick of politics <laughs> misery loves company aoc is slightly attractive i mean she's slightly more attractive than most politicians but she's the danica patrick of politicians people will be like aoc hot i'm like in comparison to what in comparison to the other the politicians <laughs> like yeah she hot as hell but stick her in a class of women that are attractive in real life. Take her out of the damn um, House of Representatives and stick her against people. I'm a smash, but come on. She a hot tamale. All right. I'm not fooled or swayed by her beauty, if you will. But yeah, I, I understand what you mean. Galloway says Luther on the N network is wild and eye opening. Interesting. I got to catch up on some of these things, man, that y'all be watching. Y'all be. Y'all be. Let me check the uh, cash app. Cash app. Uh, we got our man Kirby. Kirby says, happy blue chip mindset day. Thank you, man. Did I get John showing free agent lifestyle some love? We did. I'm going to move on. I'll be back to PayPal and Venmo, but I want to cover this right now. Um, I want to show a video of what's going on here. Just to, It's not to scare you. It's to get you prepared. We are prepared for something that we have never thought that we would see. And it, it is a potential war. Uh, economic war, a trade war. There is a war over currency, dollar positioning. We talked about this a year and a half ago with the release of the book, The Changing World Order. There is a changing world order going on here. Um, and it is somewhat began in our country uh, around the 2020 election. This was a very pivotal, pivotal election for us. And we're going to look at the spending and the debt. We're going to look at what people are investing into this war and potentially what they can get out of it. And then you might have the conversation of, well, why can't we put these money to greater uses for our own people, right? For our own Americans. Why can't we have reparations for uh, the people who are victimhood or descendants of slaves in this country, right? They have enough money for this, but why don't they do that? Well, we're going to clear up the argument and then why you should prepare going forward. U.S. Congress has approved a record $842 billion to prepare for a conflict with China. Let's roll the film. Senior defense officials testify that the world is the most dangerous it has ever been. Unfortunately, that trend continues today. This is a strategy-driven budget and one driven by the seriousness of our strategic competition with the People's Republic of China. This budget will help us continue to implement our 2022 national defense strategy and the president's national security strategy. In order to protect the American people, Readiness now and readiness in the future through modernization is our number one priority, and there is no other number one. Right now, the international system is under stress. For the first time in our nation's history, 
the United States is facing two major nuclear powers whose vital national security interests are in competition with the United States. Both the People's Republic of China and Russia have the means to threaten our interests and our way of life. But war with Russia or China is neither inevitable nor imminent. This budget sustains our current readiness and adapts the joint force to the future war fighting requirements. This is a matter of significant national security importance. We must act with clear-eyed urgency. By doing so, no adversary should ever underestimate the resolve of our nation and the strength of our military. Preparation for war and deterring war is extraordinarily expensive, but it's not as expensive as fighting a war. And this budget prevents war and prepares us to fight it if necessary. All right, so a uh, great clip there just to put context. People are like, nothing to worry about, boogeyman shit. Yeah, um, there are things are going to be conflicts that are going to be uh, you know, fought by, you would say, mercenaries, not specifically the people directly, meaning there's not going to be a direct armed forces that are fighting specifically. Um, you know, you know, those things happen intermittently, right, in between a potential conflict and no conflict. Then you have people that go into some of these battles and skirmishes that are not publicized or not official. So this is kind of what's happening. This is what preceded. Uh, this is what is going to be in between the 75 billion. Let's go ahead and flash that up on the screen here just so you can see. Let me see here. Where's the where's my 75 billion dollar uh, slide here? Where's my 75 billion? Uh, let's see here. What, what are we doing here? I'm trying to give you a I'm trying to take time to give you my source here. Oh, here it is right here. Uh, the 75 billion that went into the Ukraine effort, which is a NATO, NATO uh, operation, if you will. All right. And so right here, uh, the members, dozens of other countries, including the members of the NATO organizations in the European Union, also have provided large packages in their efforts for the Ukraine war. Right. So I'm not going to get into the politics of it. But we just want to look at the bottom line here. We're going to look at the bottom line. How much is the U.S. at this point of January or February sent in, in an effort to stabilize stabilize Ukraine? And it is $76 billion. $76 billion. That's a large, large package. And they actually talk about where's how it's distributed, right? So humanitarian effort. There's a financial effort, 26 to fluff up the budget. Security assistance this is going to be equipment, um, drones and tactics and logistics and whatnot. Weapons right here are going to be 23 billion grants and loans for and all of this shit. So you got 76 billion and it's close to probably 85 billion or it's going to be close to 100 billion at some particular point. All right. And then you now have another 863 billion going into preparation. And that is just to prepare for a potential conflict, whether they use the resources or not. Potential conflict with China and Russia and any of the BRICS nations that want to get involved. So. Um, we do have a lot of money going into it, just preparation. There's going to be more that is going to put into both of these efforts, right? And you might be a guy that says, hey, that money is a waste. <laughs> so I said 10% to the big guy. Well, that's not what we're going to talk about today. That's not what we're going to talk about today. We're not going to talk about any money laundering or 10% to the big guy. But if you never mind. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> That's another story. But let me just say this, just staying on the path. You might be saying, well, we're talking about that amount of money. We're talking about a trillion dollars here, $100 billion here. That could save our entire country of the poor, right? We could actually get 
a lot of people off the streets, put them in homes. We could actually have a reparations package that would shut a lot of people up and we can drop that bag immediately, right? You would say, why don't they do that, right? Why don't they help these people get educated, give them computer labs and all of these things? And you might say that that would be a better use of money. Now, for me, on the other hand, for me, on the other hand, I don't see that as a best use of resources. I understand that that doesn't make sense, right? And many people are like, well, why, coach? Why? Like, well, if I was in control of the country, I probably would do that too. Why invest in the poor people? Why invest in the poor people? Number one, you didn't realize the opportunities you had here. I explained that earlier. You're a miracle. But you took advantage of it because many poor people are off doing the stanky leg or off making choices that put them in that position. Thus, throwing money at them does not solve the problem. Many of them do suffer from mental illness or have suffered from broken relationships. They pursue love instead of success. They've And they've been divorced one, two, and three times. They've chose drugs, alcohol, vices, women. They've been getting shot at dice games. They continue to be operating in the position of the Robin Hood philosophy, robbed from the rich to try to uh, steal from the rich to try to feed the poor. And that has not worked out. It has never worked out in the history of time. It's a low return of investment. Now, here's the thing. Let's take it to, let's take it back to the other side of the argument. Many of these people that are poor could be actually functioning good lemmings and slaves to actually benefit us in a war, right? As you know, many times poor people serve as frontline people when it's time to go into battle and your life, your life could be lost very relatively quickly in a, in a need to progress or encroach on someone's territory. So you're needed. You're needed, right? You're useful. You're useful. You want to throw away your life. All right, we got a place for you. So why would they invest in you to not get you in that position? Who's going to be the guy that runs into the burning building? It's not going to be a person that is in a good financial position or have been propped up by the country after they made several, several terrible positions in their uh, decisions in their life. So you're useful. That's number one. That's number one. Okay, let's go back into uh, let me stop sharing. And then I'm going to share this with you. Um, people might be scared to share something like this, but then um, I have to do what I have to do. <laughs> This is from the Watson Institute of International and Public Affairs from the Brown University, a blue chip, or as you could say, an Ivy League institution. Since 20 years of war, a cost of war research series. And I'm just going to read a little bit of it. Yes, I'm going to attempt to read a little bit, a little bit of it. And I'm going to not read certain things that could get me in trouble here. All right, but I'm not trying to get in trouble. I'm just using this as a source of information here. Um, and I learned this during the presidency of George W. Bush, all right, or they would say Bush II, uh, a.k.a. 43, that um, I knew somebody that worked in, um, they made parts for airplanes. They made parts for airplanes. Now, when they made parts for airplanes, I don't know if you know, many airplanes that are made are for defense, not just for commercial travel. And so with that being said, his business would go down. <laughs> he made a big deal about business going down. Yeah, W, because of Obama, right? He was like, I do not want Obama in. And it was like, why? Are you racist? No, I'm not racist. Are you this? Are you that? And he's like, no, I'm none of these things. But my business would go down 
because at the time, President W, we had been involved in war. And he's like, I'm not going to make as much money if we go into this transition because this this president is not warlike as warlike as W. All right. And that's a whole nother controversy. You could talk about Halliburton and and Dick Cheney and all of that Lockheed. Right. So you could talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. But what his concern was is he ain't going to make as much money. <laughs> he ain't going to make it no much money. And he just makes little parts for dash for dashboards in airlines. So he doesn't work for Lockheed. He has his own business. So just think about that. I want you to think about that. That is how some people think. They don't care about poor people. They don't care. They care about their bottom line. And many times there's a lot of contracts that can come in as a result of war. Some people call this war profiteering, right? You're capitalizing on a war and there's millions to be made, billions, in fact. And I'll show you. In fact, it's trillions. So if I invest in poor, I can't use them as pawns or useful idiots. And I also cannot make any money back from them. All right, I got you guys education. That that seems to have not moved the needle. I've got you guys out of your situation into a home. Many times you do this, these people return back to homelessness or they return back to their vices and they cost, the, the cost of you putting that into these people were useless, all right? Now, I don't know the specifics of how many people return back to that, but there are homeless programs that homeless people buck. They don't want to be in those situations. They prefer to be in the street. Okay, because they're not healed or their mental health is not cured or their drug dependency is not cured or their dependency on an abusive partner is not cured or they have too many children. Somebody's got to pay for all these children. Somebody's got to be held accountable and they need to pay. What's the point of putting money into that person? What's the point? Now, watch this. Let's go ahead and show you this right here. All right. And now you might have an argument. There's a point. OK, we'll, we'll find out real quick here. It says right here. Corporations, large and small, have been by far the largest beneficiary beneficiary in the post 9-11 surge in military spending. We just shared a story about military spending. Okay, It's not that I agree or disagree. But when a war happens, a policy happens, and then money is actually put set aside for this, there are corporations, large and small, that benefit from this particular strategy. And then we can go into the defense of the country. That's another thing, all right? But since the start of the war in Afghanistan, specifically, the Pentagon spending has totaled over $14 trillion, one-third to one-half of which went to defense contractors. Defense contractors, all right? Which essentially, you know, people, like I just mentioned earlier, defense contractors, people who make um, instruments for airplanes that are going to be sent over there to fight uh, wars, people who have, um, I don't know if you remember the, in Iraq, if anybody has served in Iraq, which we call Iraq or Iraq, Iraq here, we call Iraq here, but it's Iraq or any of these other places. Some of these places have been developed into, you know, um, um, places like, um, shopping malls, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, they built up houses and communities and real estate. There are significant investments over there when you invest in people because once you come into their territory, you rebuild it, you get the contract to develop the shopping mall, you get the contract to develop the real estate, you get the contract. Like there's people who get contracts, they go in and they know this is going to happen, they know there's a win, and then they get the money, right? They get the money out of it. Yeah. So, you know, they set up these McDonald's. They, they, set, up, they set up 
everything we got over here. So there's a major, yeah, the restaurants, restaurants, they set up all of that. They go over there and set up Chili's. There's a benefit. And at that point, you will realize why people look at it and say there's a profiteering position on this. Why put money? Why set up church's chicken in the hood when I can go over there and benefit myself personally, which they say one third to one half of the $14, $14 trillion spent went to defense contractors and individuals like this. All right. That is kind of what's happening when you look at war, right? The cleanup efforts and all of these things, the humanitarian efforts, the ability to, pro this is what is all going into these wars, right? You're trying to defend the dollar on one side, which these countries are saying, we don't want, we, we don't, we don't, we don't want the dollar anymore. Then this side is saying, we're going to have the yuan be the principal currency, the changing world order. There's investments, there's a lot of these things going into it, and humanitarians often say this is this is not fair. Now, what I'm telling you is not fair, but what I'm telling you is this is kind of how it works. It's kind of how it works, <laughs> and um, until you understand that, I mean, it, when you understand that, you can better prepare for these scenarios. You can also remove emotion from it because now there's no sympathy, there's no empathy. It's only kind of like looking out for your best interest. And also there's a safety element to it, right? You don't want these countries to come marching in or take over your country because now you've lost leverage there. You've lost money. You've lost opportunities. So there is a little bit of that going on. But this is going to be um, something that goes on for the next couple of years, and you should be preparing for it, meaning looking for opportunities to do what? Either protect yourself, buying tangibles, gold, investing in other markets, which I can't provide financial advice, but if you go to the Money Mindset stream, we got men in here sharing great advice, pretend, uh, learning how to grow your own food. Okay, We have Bill Gates buying up, allegedly buying up all the farmland, so are people uh, from China. They have access to this, and they will start to push and redirect you on how you feed yourself or access to food or what they may be putting in the food. This is no conspiracy. This is happening right now while you're worrying about they, them. And you're worrying about all these things that are inconsequential to you as an individual, but these things will impact you in the future. You're worrying about something that ain't never going to happen. Reparations, number one. I'm sorry. Do you deserve it? Yes. Is it going to happen? No. They have plenty of chances to march it through uncontested, and they never did. So I'm not, I'm not depending on that. But I know there's profiteering going on. I know that they're not dumping money in the poor or the homeless. I know they'll never do it. So can I prepare for that? Yes, can I learn to grow my own food? Can I develop communities of people where we can actually barter? There's a there's an article here. Bartering is going to be the new. I don't know if I maybe uh, set it up to share. Bartering is going to be the new way to um, new way to move forward in in the event of an economic failure. Right, we're going to have to learn how to barter and trade and use each other's skills, grow food, or it'll actually go to food banks, uh, go to farmers markets. All right, develop support. This is going to be the new wave because now land ownership is going to be impossible for a lot of people, right? Uh, people are buying it up like crazy in preparation for this. Um, th there's a lot of this going on. This is going to be the new wave. Uh, the, the sympathy model is gone. It's gone, man. And let me show you this clip right here uh, as to what the position. And this is just advice. This is not me to tell you what agenda or side I agree with. I'm just saying, man, you need to prepare for this. If you're here, we go right here. Let me go ahead and refresh it and, and give you the volume. 
because this is happening before your reparations is coming. This is happening before you buy up all the land in your community. This is coming before they put homeless people in the houses. This this is coming before they feed the poor. All right, let's continue. Announced this week that Russia will begin using the Chinese yuan uh, to, for international payments instead of the dollar. Saudi Arabia is also in talks with Beijing to do the same thing. Speaking of Saudi Arabia, meanwhile, they are in talks uh, with Iran as well to consider an economic alliance with China in Russia. And they can even be joining the BRIC countries, which is an acronym for these countries here, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. These countries all have emerging economies. So what happens if our economy and the U.S. dollar are no longer the world's dominant currency? Former Assistant Treasury Secretary and host of the Monica Crowley podcast, Monica Crowley, is here to weigh in. Monica, great to see you this morning. Uh, let's start right there. What happens if these emerging economies move away from the U.S. dollar towards the Chinese yuan? All right, let me, before she says what she's going to say, because she's going to sound like me at the end of the day, um, there's people going to say we shouldn't worry about Russia. They're not an economic power. Uh, China is actually having a very, very difficult time in their economy. It is also predicted that they could fall um, in a very rapid time because they're struggling. Their people are struggling. They're dealing with the same thing we're dealing with economics-wise. It's not like they're in a better position than, the, than us. This is kind of why they're teaming up. Um, and you have other nations following suit. Allegedly, Mexico is supposed to be Mexico. is supposed to be al aligning more with the BRICS. And I actually have a video of the Mexican president trying to throw shade at the United States saying, we're not your backyard, all right? Like, don't depend on us and don't shit on us. We're not your backyard. So you have Mexico uh, potentially saying, uh, potentially saying, hey. Now, if, let me just say, before she says what she's going to say, if Mexico does this, essentially what's going to happen is you're going to have to put resources into Mexico, right? Meaning that we're going to need to have to stop them from doing this, make them reconsider, potentially put resources into battling them, which is wasted resources because the bigger threat, it's a basically a distraction over here. The bigger threat would be Russia and China. But now we're trying to get Mexico straight. Similarly, if, you know, um, for me, if uh, strategy-wise, and I'm not the best strategist, but if I'm Russia and I know you're dumping money into the Ukraine, you're using those resources that you're potentially going to have to use for me, right? So, it would be benefiting Russia if they extend the war out over in Ukraine, right? This is just this is just an example. You don't have to agree with it. But if Russia, Russia going in to beat Ukraine quickly is not a good strategy, a better strategy would be to get some of these countries to use their resources over there. And then by the time I start acting up, you you've uh, you've also you've also you've used up all your resources. Then now Mexico's stripping. You use the resources over here. Right. So this is essentially what I'm thinking um, as a tyrant myself, what they could potentially be doing. Now, let her address the dollar, because I addressed this a year and a half ago when people thought I was an idiot for uh, suggesting potentially a competitive market other than the dollar. Oh, the dollar will always be stable. Ken Kenya and Uganda told their citizens to dump their cash. It's worthless. Do you guys know that? Are you aware of that? Kenya, there's a president, there's a video. Last week, they said dump the US dollar is worthless over here. It ain't gonna mean shit. 
told their citizens. Now, are they right or wrong? Will time only time will tell. But that's what they said. All right. And now this is what this woman's gonna say potentially here. Uh, let's roll the film just to educate for educational purposes only. Well, good morning, Will. It's great to be with you. And it's really hard to overstate exactly how catastrophic the abandonment of the U.S. dollar would be uh, as the world's uh, global reserve currency. Look, since the end of World War II, the dollar has been the safe place to go. And it's been backed up by a couple of things. It originally was backed up by gold, but President Nixon took, took us off the gold standard. So there's no hard asset backing up the dollar anymore for the last 50 years. But also it's been backed up by the strength and economic power of the United States and the fact that oil has always been traded in dollars. If that were to end, that would mean the end of the U.S. dollar. Look, th there is a perfect storm happening right now, Will. The, the world's uh, reserve currency being that uh, having that status has been a real privilege, but we've abused the privilege by wholly reckless monetary and fiscal policies over many years, certainly over the last couple of years, which has really devalued the dollar. OK, so again, this is not doom and gloom. Uh, I've been kind of pushing you to the direction of understanding this potentially can happen um, that I know it was going to happen this fast. I'm Coach Radamus. I knew it was coming, but um, we could potentially get out of the situation and end up on the winning side of this. Who knows? But um, I do know that they do have what they call a backup plan for this in case this happens, right? So this is what I've been telling you guys to focus on, right? And the relationships, women, marriage, that's all liabilities, right? Buying things, getting flashy, uh, game, that's all going to be worthless for you. That's all a worthless pursuit, in this time and era, all right, in this time and era. Now, if everything was Gucci and we was all jiggy with it and we was all sitting out here brushing off our shoulders and we was all out here spitting crystal, all right, then we're dealing with some different stuff, all right? But what you see is a progressive move to where now we got to have a, we had to have another strategy and that strategy is preparation, preparation, not reparations. Your, 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 your mind should be focused on preparing, if you're focusing on that, I'm telling you, it's not coming. All right. It ain't coming. Not, not dude. Why would they put money into that right now? <laughs> Let's wait till we get out of this situation first. All right. Um, why would they do that now? Somebody's like, well, they got the money for it. Yeah, but the money, there's no there's no profiting from that. That would be a dump, dump the money into the ocean. What would happen that would benefit us from getting out of the situation that we're in? So this is where we're doing now. You, you as a man have your control. Look, there's going to be more poor people coming down the pipe. All right. The poor rates are going to double quadruple. All right. The richer, richer are going to get richer. Middle class is going to somewhat erode and collapse. That's where we're going and where we're going next. Color is inconsequential. The history of the affliction of your people ain't going. No, that's not going to move the chains. It's not going to move the chains. So now what do you do to control the powers in your hand? For now, if the power's in your hand, this is the opportunity and the opportunity. This this opportunity is running out right now. Because when they start moving, they're going to start moving the chains quickly. All right. Um. Let me see here. As a result. This is the last thing, and I'm going to let you guys or allow you guys 
to make your move. Here it is reported as of last week, and I've been saying this and saying this and saying this, guys, and this is not a time to panic, but this is a time to prepare. Cash-strapped millennials are begging their parents to move in and babysit. Man, I'm telling you, man, listen. You know, I've been saying this and people have been, look, man, it is what it is. <laughs> okay, it is what it is. Oh, we got millennials here, 41 and 45, and it says city life has become unsustainable. They were spending $2,100 a month in a uh, three-bedroom apartment here and around $2,400 a month in child care. So these things are, you know, when you when you see a story like this, you'd be like, that's just them. It's not everybody, guys. This is just them, and it's a lot of people, you know what I mean, looking to, looking to retract or what they call it. Yeah. I think that's the word. I mean, they're they're working backwards. They're like, okay, we've reached this point, but now we can't sustain it. Let's go back. All right. Now, you guys should have a strategy as to how you get ahead of this. And uh, the backup plan, obviously, for the economy is going to be CBDC, right? We're going to go to that. That's going to be the, the, way they, the way they prevent an all-out collapse. America is not done done, but the way we've done things in the past is done. It's done. You need a new strategy marching forward. All right, let me let me do the super chats. Let me do the super chats. Who thinks that this is bad news? Meaning that we shouldn't be putting money over there. We should be putting money. We should be we should be buying homes for homeless people. We should get rid of the golf courses and put homes on golf courses and let poor people live in the homes. Who thinks we should be helping people get out of the bad situation that they may have put themselves in or been cornered into, right? And, you know, they you've been oppressed and you've been put. Who thinks we should be putting money into that? Who thinks there's a profit to that? Who thinks the government would ever even consider that? I think this, that's not even on the docket. Whether it's fair or not. It's not the argument. <laughs> it's not the argument. I'm telling you. And as we go into the next transition, you're really not going to get it. You're really not going to get it anyway. Uh, Yeah. PayPal, Venmo, Super Chats, then Cash Apps. This is kind of how I see things, right? And so you don't have to agree with me. But most of the time, most of the time, whether you agree or not, shit's going my way anyway. <laughs> right? Because I know I, it's going to happen the way I'm saying it. All right, anyway, we got, um, and don't be mad either. You'd be like, you ain't going to, man, I'll be hitting the nail on the head. Because <laughs> I know how things work. I'm actually, listen, not only I do I know how things work, I accept how things work. That's the big case. I'd be like, well, I'm just going to have to accept this shit. <laughs> and then when I accept it, I can prepare. Where we got here? My man, Mr. Dupre, says I haven't paid tuition in a while. I went to the junior college last night with a thick Desi girl. Everything plump and firm and perky. I'm 63 years old, and you got some. Oh, I see what you're doing there. And you got some big mother sucking. Yes, indeed. Isn't it a good thing? The junior college is a fantastic thing for the time being. And the junior college is going to be litty in this economic times. It's going to be crazy. All right, and after everything gets all comfortably be and tucked tightly packed back in and everybody starts thriving again, you better skedaddle, all right? Do, do not be where you were when you were at the junior college. All right, my man Sean is in the building, just got back from Tampa Bay. 
He says, hitting up the titty bars and had a good time. He says, now I'm back in Minneapolis with the snow cows. <laughs> Hit me with that Francisco out here, free agent lifestyle for life. All right. And I bet you it's still 38 degrees, something like that in Minnesota. Francisco. Deadly Edly, as a Chinese American, they're going to be throwing me into the internment gulag. Time to get my second passport. That could be interesting, boy. That's a whole nother conversation. Actually, we have history. Uh, some very, very dark history related to that as well. Uh, uh, our socio-political um, arena might not call for that, but of course, you know, we do have open immigration and, um, you know, there's going to be people that are less than trustworthy of people if we do engage in this, in this battle, in this battle. If we do engage in a international battle, because there are people here that would potentially be sympathetic to their homeland. And so I don't know, man could get ugly i don't want it to get ugly but i'd have no control over that all right <laughs> mr jeremy says two years ago i bought a box truck and started converting it into a tiny house i recorded the building process and built up a youtube channel that attracted clients fast forward to this month i closed on a home with three acres on a rural property and signed a contract to build a 30 by 50 workshop now I have a business, a YouTube channel, and my own property that the barbarians come. Free agent lifestyle for life. That's preparation right there. That's called preparation. Okay, right? That's called preparation. And let's just say nothing happens. He's still in good position. We got Winnie Wall, coach. If the United States went to war with China, wouldn't that be considered as a hate crime? <laughs> Also, cure the extraterrestrials. Uh, the ETs have uh, they put that behind right now. Again, um, I don't know if they're coming. I have a philosophy on extraterrestrials as well. You would find interesting, but um, let me see here. It would be considered a hate crime. Um, yeah, because we have an anti attack on certain people here, so we got to protect them. Uh, but anyway, man, that's weird. Shout out to my brother with the blue chip mindset, preparing himself, and he's insulated. What are we doing here? We got um, we got our man. Uh, we're gonna call you Salif. He says I heard a normie on the train in New York City say he made great income this year. His friend asked how much. He said thirty five thousand dollars, and his friend praised them, and they were in their forties. Yeah, I mean it's better than nothing. He's rising up, but of course, you know it's all it's all relative. For you, you would be like, I would never. <laughs> I could never. you like, I could never. But if the guy went for 15 to 35, let's give him a round of applause. Uh, but uh, he's got a ways to go. He's got a ways to go. All right, but listen, my man Everett says, Blue Chip Mindset, my favorite stream of the week, free agent lifestyle for life. Oh, man, uh, and all praise to the people who have been calling me and telling me I've been wrong all of these years. I love it. All right. I'm wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. You ain't got where's your degree. You ain't got no degree. And you seeing it 
all play out in front of you. Shout out to my man, the contractor off topic today. My ex dropped my kids off last night at 10 p.m. Because electricity and gas was cut off from that house. They are not making it. All right. The bronze keep on making it. Brooklyn keep on taking it. Hey, check this out, man. If you have a ex-wife or children, be prepared for this scenario. Be prepared. If your mother, if you have an ex-wife that has partial custody or full custody of your kids, be prepared for that shit. All right. That's coming. There's no possible way that a a family, a, you know, many times women do have one income. Um, inflation's kicking ass. It's kicking ass. And sometimes they are, can't see within themselves to actually say, yeah, I'm struggling. So their ego and pride gets in the way. Our next topic is going to talk about can women actually be, um, can actually women be remorseful? Uh, they will, we're going to talk about that. In that situation, they will go and take everybody's ship down. For instance, they might file for child support and an event to say, well, he ain't supporting us. No, you're struggling financially and just go ahead and admit it and stop wasting everybody's time and resources. They might try to uh, do something um, uh, silly or they might drop the kids off and say, damn, I can't I can't do this. This is I actually commend your ex for doing this at this time. More people are going to be affected by this. You buys better brace for this storm. There's going to be women going to court, filing cases. They're going to fill up the courts trying to get child support from guys, right? And this ain't the time to be dragging people to court for child support. I'm just letting you know right now. <laughs> this ain't the time. There's not any money out here, guys. You're going to go take a man for child support when he's going to lose his job. He's he's probably going to lose his job tomorrow. <laughs> It's out here crazy, and I've been telling y'all. Remember, I used to tell you uh, women are going to be knocking on y'all door for help, and this is what's happening when you talk about seeking and that. They're going to be selling peace leave. They'll get into poly. Um, they'll. It's sad out here. Lee Smith, CGA is undefeated. Folks, for the elite, the block is hot right now. <laughs> he says they need an arms race to turn the faucet back on. We're in the late 70s again and the 80s. Are coming back. The real war will be with narcos here. Oh man, that's gonna be that's gonna be a, a, a battle coming up here. Um, and you've seen you've seen events to try to gain public sympathy sympathy to go into Mexico and deal with this. One of the events was the the group of black people that came from South Carolina and went in there, and two men lost their lives. Um, they won't tell the true story of why they were there. They were not there for why they revealed it, but it's to garner sympathy and say, hey, this, there's a problem. It's out of control down there. All right. Um, so now if that happens, there's going to be sympathy to kind of dump resources to go into that over there across the border. Um, that's going to be a long, extensive battle. It's going to be bad news. You also have um, the stuff that, that's going on is way above my pay grade in my head. I don't really know. But I know it's going on. Yeah, man. AV Network guy, we back in here. Thank you, brother. Angel says women are about to really start living to the quote. Women would rather share a winner than to have a loser to herself. Polygamy about to return for rich and powerful men, multiple wives on farms with land. Without a doubt. And I've been calling that out 
as well. I was like, we're going there. The economics is simply there. And a lot of women will be dealing with men with multiple women. They're doing it now. So they're doing it now. But sharing is going to be caring. Without a doubt. Shout out to, and it's, it's, it's going to be off paper. And the woman, you might not be living in the house together, but ladies are already going for the, I'll just go for the guy and close my eyes. Bob Southie says, just like WW2, WW3 will be the official beginning of the new, 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 new world order. Yes. Remember my bench? I'm going to have a bench. You want me to be over here? It's going to be just all you're going to see is kneecaps and toes. AV Network guy, coach, I went to the deli and one of the guys behind the counter was watching Francisco. I was dying. Francisco's worldwide. Somebody says another Black couple was kidnapped this time in Haiti. Yeah. I actually saw a little bit of that as well. Abel returns to Eden. You are absolutely right, coach. Family, relationships, women, marriage, all are all liabilities. No one can afford it. Right now, man, it's unaffordable. It's unsustainable for most people. Monk mode is the only escape hatch. And in this time, it is basically definitely trying to, you're trying, and now if you can afford it, yes. But if you can't, it's not time to be, it's not time to be pining for love, Tyrese. It's not time to be in love right now. All right. You guys got to be in a preparation mode, meaning learning how to grow your own food, developing communities, securing things, investments, investing in what? Tangibles, gold, ammunition, and so forth and so on, man. This, this is the this is the mindset you should be in. Now, if you want that, fine. All right, go ahead and get it. All right. But when shit hits the fan, well, it's already hit. You're going to be behind. All right, let's go into this here. Ladies, we're back. The, uh, <laughs> all right, check this out. There's a guy here. This stuff is getting depressing, so all women will cheat on their man with a rich dude. <laughs> oh, man, I know certain people are in certain places. I know. I know. Uh, you know, there's too many heartfelt ninjas in here. Purple pillars and blue pillars. Blurples. <sighs> men... Men, men, tough. Oh, this is going to go right into you men have got to get it through your brain. You guys are too much of, man, I don't know what even to say. This is like, this conversation is too elementary for me. Get your heart out of this. <laughs> you guys got to get your heart out of this. And get to where it's transactional. Not saying you pay for her, but everything's transactional now. There's a cost to this shit. There's a payment for this shit. The days are gone where you can just walk outside as a man and get a woman because you're a good man. It's always been this way, but you guys grew up where, oh, I'm entitled to a woman. I'm entitled to her loyalty. She's only going to love me. It all sounds good on paper. But this just not sustainable anymore. <laughs> it's never been sustainable, but it was only sustainable because there were things in place to prevent it. Shame. Punishment. Humiliation. The moral compass lost. You lost a trust. Lost a position in your community. Lost a status. STDs, pregnancies, judgment, 
punishment through church affiliation. Right? You could get you know, basically uh, excommunicated from your community or church. Loss of job. All that shit is gone, gone. It's gone, man. <laughs> Wake me up before you go, go. Man, please. This is getting out of control. It's gone. Lo loyalty is gone. Y'all basically just picking up somebody else's garbage at this point. And it's okay if you want to do that. But this person has already presented a long legacy of failing relationships by the time you pick her up, right? Or him, or him. By the time you pick this person up, all they got is a long legacy of failure in relationships. And here you go. You're trying to dump all of this shit in into some situation where you got some blind loyalty and some faith. And oh, man, please. Temporary shit. Everybody just sharing each other at this point. Get your heart out of this. And you can win with women. You can win. You can win. As long as you keep your head to the sky. You can win. Please, guys. I'm tired of this loser dude philosophy. Y'all sounding like Tyrese out here. Getting depressed over a woman. How you depressed over a woman? And you ain't depressed over the Dow Jones right now. You're not depressed about the current status of the economy right now. You're not depressed that you can't afford housing to buy a house right now. You can't, you're not deport, you're not, you're not depressed over these interest rates. You're not depressed that you ain't got no damn business. You ain't depressed about your cryptocurrency status. You ain't depressed that they're gonna march CBDC through the door. You ain't depressed about Mexico saying, yeah, bricks looks kind of good now. You're not depressed that your boy. Uh, that the, the yuan's being potentially trying to be trumped by the dollar. You ain't depressed about these. <laughs> you're not depressed that egg prices are spiking. You're not. Uh, you're not depressed that the current in, uh, inflation rate went from nine nine. Sorry, it went from two to nine to potentially 10, 20, 30 percent. You ain't depressed over that, but you depressed over some damn booty, man. I tell you. <laughs> Good Lord. I, I got I gotta slap these dudes silly right now. You're not depressed about the 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 lack of uh the, the, the lack of farmland that's available for you to purchase. But Bill Gates seems to be getting his hands all over it. What are we doing here? New 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 world order. <laughs> all right, let's get into it, man. Yeah, there's a shortage of eggs. You guys know it's gonna hit. Right, because they had a shortage of eggs right now. That's why the egg price sky, but we haven't even been hit by the impact of it yet. It's like three, three months down the line. Not only that, California has just recently had very, very horrible weather, weather. And because they, they've been getting snow in places where hell is freezing over, and they've been getting a lot of rains, a lot of the crops of fresh fruit got flooded, meaning the crop that came in got destroyed. Now, does that impact you today? No. But in three to four months, that shit going to be like, God damn, why are the strawberries $18? Mm. You need to prepare. Then they send the fro their frozen strawberries in some of these big, big, big box food groceries giving you hepatitis and shit. Mm. But you depressed over a woman? <laughs> Man, you better get your ass ready to go. 
This is no playtime. Playtime is over. Playtime is over. All right, you out here acting like a kid. Man, please, this is crazy. <laughs> All right, so let's get back to the show here. Man, women are the women are the most replaceable commodity there is right now. Right now, you could get one later on. You could get one now for low, low prices. All right, they're going to be here. They're going to be the last one here. They'll beat roaches out. They ain't going nowhere. As long as you survive, you'll get you one. You'll have too many at one particular point. <laughs> All right. Yeah, man. Come on, man. You always going to have a woman. All right. They always going to be here. They ain't going out of style no time soon. And if you're really desperate, you got men turning into women. They ain't going out of style. You can get on your best Andrew Tate or your best dating coaches. They'll do them. They doing them. You'll have that. <laughs> Pause. Come on. <laughs> All right. Anyway, what are we doing here? Let's talk about can women feel remorse for doing wrong to men. All right. I'm going to kick this off with a very, 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 very depressing story because many people will believe that women can be uh, that they have high moral compass that they would never do you wrong. And when they do you wrong, they will be apologetic about it. Um, I'm here to tell you that that is not the truth. And the sooner you learn it, the better, the better. It's not that you're, I'm, I'm not here speaking to women, but I'm not here to speak to you. I'm here to speak to things that have been done to men and that men need to be aware of. Check this out. Check this out right here. I'm going to share, I'm going to share a couple stories. We'll make up quick. Mom lied about man saying, her young daughter, state police said, and this according to uh, the news here, there's your source, Tiffany Brianna Wolford, age 25 from New Cumberland, faces false report of child abuse and other crimes. Just to repeat the story, there she is right there. Oh, the humanity. Oh, the humanity. And a new, found, a new Cumberland woman angry at a man who was taking care of her child, doing her a favor, allegedly concocted a story of S.A. that she reported to the police June, according to the court. Documents. Tiffany Brianne Wolford, age 25, is facing charges of endangering the welfare of a child, falsely reporting of child abuse, false report of false incriminating, falsely incriminating others. In the Pennsylvania State Police arrested her on November 6th after an arraignment. She was released on a $10,000 unsecured bond and scheduled for a primary, a preliminary hearing uh, before a district judge. All right. Wolford could not be reached for comment. Police began their initial investigation on a uh, child line report of an allegation of S.A. and neglect involving her two-year-old daughter and an adult male. Police did not name the male or state how or if he was related to the uh, woman. And the woman in June took her daughter to a hospital where a S.A. exam was conducted. And um, it says right here, she reported, Wolford, the woman reported observing blood in the child's diaper and the police interviewed her twice. In the first interview, she leveled the accusation at the male. But in the second interview, she admitted to lying about the child's diaper document state. She agreed. Uh, she lied because the male would not let her speak to the child during his custody time. He failed to take her to the doctor. Uh, the to, He failed to take the child to a doctor's appointment. And she did not like the condition in which the child uh, returned, according to documents. Now, I don't have any follow up. I'm not going to take time to follow up, but I'm sure she pled not guilty to these charges, which will let you know that women will potentially go to the full extent 
to harm the reputation of someone, all right, for their own petty purposes. Let's give you the next story. I'm just going to go through these very, very swiftly. Uh, let's see here. Pulling up stories, pulling up stories. They're here and they should be ready to go. Uh, here's another one right here. You think that's crazy? You do have another one right here. And this is now a daughter. A daughter. I lied and sent my dad to prison for grape. Mm. All right. Yeah, it is the evil world we live in. It's an evil world we live in. All right. Uh, Ch Ch I'm not going to pronounce her name. Let's call her Chelsea. Chelsea Kelly is on a mission. She wants the world to know about the horrible lie that she told almost 16 years ago, a lie that cost a man his freedom. This is her feelings of remorse. I'm 24 years old, and I made this mistake when I was nine, according to her, but I never. it's never too late to try and right your wrong. So this is one case where she felt remorse, but is it too late? She says that in 1997, she falsely accused a man of graping her. That man, uh, wait a minute. All right, so now here it is right here. That man who has always maintained his innocence is Daryl Kelly, her father, her father. All I can think is one day the truth will set me free. This is according to the father. All I have is that to hold on to. In October of 1997, Mr. Kelly was living with his wife, Charade, and the five children in somewhere in New York. All right, and then the oldest child, was two months shy from her ninth birthday. At the time, Daryl, a Navy veteran who worked at a local electronics, electronics repair shop, said he was trying to kick a drug habit to take care of his kids, but Charade was at rock bottom herself, the mother, even turning to prostitution to feed her addiction. Huh. Mm. My goodness. This is America. Oh, the humanity. This is America. And then the daughter remembers being downstairs with the father one morning before school when she had to go to the bathroom when she was done, she went upstairs, and that's when the daughter said her mother asked her a question that came out of the blue. Since mother was down bad, they get desperate, guys. When mom's down bad, they get desperate. She repeatedly asked me, has my dad touched me? Recalling the daughter, I was like, what that mean? Yeah, she basically said, uh, hold on. What that mean? What that mean? All right, and then she said, did he touch you in your no-no spot? I repeatedly said no. And then the daughter says the more she denied any abuse, the more irate her mother became. This is the this is the um, the mothers that we described yesterday and even threatened her with the belt. According to the, the daughter, her mother said, if you don't tell me the answer that I want to hear, I'm going to beat you to avoid a beating. She the daughter said she told her mother that the father had touched on her, even though it was not true. And then the police took uh, the the man in for questioning and they found some of his answers suspicious. Now, again, since it did not happen, the daughter's now admitting it did not happen. The even during questioning and he was completely innocent. The police was like, you're lying. Mm. Right. Even though it was, it did not happen. Even the police were like, we don't believe you ninja. All right. For example, when they asked him why he his semen or fingerprints were found on his daughter, Daryl scrambled for an explanation. According to the police report, he says, my wife is doing drugs and alcohol. Maybe she set me up. He didn't know until later that no semen or fingerprints had been found. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. I saw that coming a mile away. All right. I was like, there probably wasn't any. And of course, the police are allowed to lie. And that was a setup. In fact, there were no 
wait, definitive forensic evidence that the daughter had been great, according. And while a doctor report did conclude that there was some possible possible SA because of some redness, the daughter's hymen was intact, even though she claimed her father had went inside her. So there's a whole bunch of stuff there going on. She can get out of control when people are desperate and down bad. All right. This could potentially happen to your family. You're a man. You have a situation that mother becomes financially desperate and down bad. They could do shit like this to you. And it's hard for you to defense it because these people have no remorse in the end of the day. There also is another video of a father that had gone through this. And for years, the mother had lied and I can't find the video, but the mother had lied. It was a black man and said this man had did this to this daughter, but then it came to the point where it was not true. And all these years, the mother had lied on the father. Let's go ahead and go forward with this next story right here. And this is a woman who now that knows that uh, has found out through her mother, who now has dementia about how he, she was conceived. All right. So here we go here. Says right here, this um this lady is on TikTok, never knew her black dad and her white mother said she was conceived by grape. Now that the mother has dementia and confessed, she lied about that and because she was ashamed. All right. And it says, I might have to wait. I might have to off my own mama for some sh like this. Let's go ahead and let her play the video. I'm going to try to record this one time if it doesn't work. And um, I don't know. I don't know if I can get this out. I don't even know exactly what I want to say. But a few nights ago, my mother called me. She's been telling me since I was six years old that I was the um, the product of uh, essay. Um, and um, she's white, and um, her uh, you know grapist was black, and that's how you know she got pregnant with me. Um, and I've always felt a. Uh, like a like a violent mistake deep down always felt like a violent mistake and that has corrupted every fiber of my being every relationship I'm not gonna cry um so she, my mother has dementia she's in a nursing home and um you know she's definitely in the last I'm going to try to it's about to be a long ass story, but let me years see of her life. And I think she's preparing for that. So she called me and she said, um, I need to talk to you right now. Right now about, uh, the night that you were conceived. And, um, <laughs> the thing is I'm in my forties, right? Oh man. So like, this feels like a conversation that's not actually urgent. Um, and I didn't listen to myself. I did not listen to my inner guide that said, hang up. You don't need that. You don't need this information. I pulled over. I recorded some of it. I won't play it. Um, Come on, spit it out. I needed to right, learn how she got pregnant in the first place. Um, and this damn music going to give me a damn copyright. And... You know, being being a black woman in a white family yeah, yeah, yeah. in the South, I live in Texas, um, right, has been Eat this shit up. just a hell of a journey. All right, all right. This woman, a victim like a mother sucker. All right, but as you can see here, the remorse is all self-centered. And unfortunately, this young woman has struggled probably 40 years of her life 
all for a lie, all for a lie. Her mama told her we talk about the devouring mother. All right. So next, we're going to take you to this clip right here. <laughs> this is a sister, another sister right here that you can't resist. To. Uh, this is a woman here who has no remorse at all. And she ain't got no damn. Um, she ain't got no damn. She ain't got no damn public respect for herself. Let's go ahead and show you here. Play it. Fair use. On board a frontier flight at MIA ended with a passenger getting escorted off the airplane. The video shows a woman arguing with another person on board this Philadelphia-bound flight at Miami International Airport on Tuesday. Police say the passenger repeatedly refused to leave that flight. She eventually was escorted off the plane, was seen being dragged and carried in a police car by multiple officers. According to an arrest report, she scratched, kicked, even bit the officers during the struggle. Frontier Airlines releasing a... Man, I tell you, man. I mean, look. Like what? <laughs> she eventually was just like, man, I, I'm going to say some shit that's going to really get me in trouble one of these days. One of these days, I'm going to say it was seen being dragged and carried into. And that might going to be my swan song on YouTube if I have to say it. But a police car by multiple officers, according to an arrest report. She Look at this. Look at this. One, two, three, four, five human beings. Carrying this one woman off the plane. Scratched, kicked, even bit the officers during the struggle. Man. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Straggle Rock is weird. All right. But look, she's out here, out here having to be dragged out because she has no moral compass. All right. Um, she can't figure out life and she's a forever victim. Let's take you to the next story about here, right here. There's a man who wants to divorce his wife. And of course, I have to, it's going to be a long video. I'm going to have to paraphrase for you. He wants to divorce his wife because his wife stole $225,000 from his account to pay off her student loans. Let's take you to Greg Oden's brother. I need the greatest basketball oh, shoe that's ever been made. Who's the player? Michael Jordan. All right, they had to throw an ad bird in there. I knew it was going on. All right, my, Greg Oden's brother is going to be back on the screen here. All right, here we go. Let's go, Greg Oden's brother. He looks like he got a prison jumpsuit on. He says, I'm in the hole. Am I Am I an a-hole? You, you'll see it yourself. Am I the a-hole for taking 75% of my wife's paycheck? Am I the a-hole for taking 75% of my wife's paycheck? I know what you might be thinking. Why are you taking your wife's money? It's a long story. Let me get into it. When I was 16 years old, I started saving my money. I still do that to this day because if something ends up happening, I will have the money to fix it immediately. Six years ago, I met my wife in college. We started talking and everything was going good and we broke it off into a great relationship. Around two years ago, she found out about my savings account and that's when things kind of got weird. She tells me that she wants to start saving as well and I'm like, cool let's do it she was going to school to get a degree that was going to pay her a good amount of money and i was like all right bet 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 if you want to save some stuff while going to school do that as the months went on she kept putting into the savings account and i was putting into the savings account until last year when she graduated she graduated from college and when i checked the savings account i was appalled because i had twenty five hundred thousand dollars inside of the savings account it was gone completely gone and i'm sitting there like hold on what, what's going on because when my wife started to put in there was 
223,000. So that means when we started putting in together, it got up to 250,000. But when it got to that, she takes out all of the money and pays off her student loans. I was absolutely dumbfounded. I was flabbergasted. I was appalled at the situation because I couldn't believe that she would take out all the money without asking me and pay off her student loans. And then she says to me with a straight face, it's our money. What's our money? Out of the 250,000, you might've put in 10. You might've put in 10. I've been saving my money since I was 16 years old. So what I decided to do was divorce her. And then I was like, no, 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 no. I was going to sue her. And then I was like, no, 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 no. And then I thought to myself, she's going to pay me back. That's my wife, right? We, we in this together. You got a, you got a good job. Let me get 75% of your paycheck. She immediately said, no. I was like, okay, then we're over and I'm suing you for everything. And she was like, whoa, you can't do that. I'm your wife. And I was like, the money that we had, that I had in there was money that I made before we got married, was money that I made before we got married was money that I had before we got married. That money was not asked for. That money was not said anything about. We knew, you knew I was saving it for a rainy day, a house fund, something, a college fund for our kids, something, if something happened, what are we going to do? And she looked at me with a straight face and said, I don't know. What you mean you don't know? All right, you big dummy. Now, let's just talk about this. Let's talk about this. Talk about this. <laughs> In many cases, in many cases, if this story was accurate, he could potentially sue her, but it may be considered community property. But I don't think in this case it is community property, but it depends on where you live because she took the majority of it. But if you add it in a joint bank account, she could have access to it. She can actually do stuff like this. I know women that do stuff like this and they feel no remorse. They feel entitled to their money. They feel entitled to that money because they were married to you. And if it's in a joint bank account, this can happen to you. And don't think that it cannot happen to you. And um, and so in this point, most of the time, she can be entitled to half of it. But if you have any statements that you agreed to pay off her loan, shit could happen to you just that easy. And you think that they would never do this to you, and they would. All right. Let's take you to another one. Do people to do women feel remorse? Oh, by the way, I meant to tell you many women in the comment section are saying you, she was entitled to the money. So again, do they feel remorse? Many women will say, Hey, that's part of the game. Hey, it was your money communally. She can decide what to do with it. She had savings in it. It was marital property. Yeah, it gets that rough. We take you to another story of a woman who is a squatter who moves into another man's house that was vacant. Let's take you to this story. And here's the man right here. Man is on a mission to take back his parents' house after he says squatters moved in. I just felt like, uh, you know, if they can take a house, I can take a house. Flash Shelton says after his dad died, his mom needed to sell their home. But when realtors tried to list the property, they found somebody already living there. Flash suspected it was a woman who'd called him asking to rent the place. The said, woman who wanted to rent um, said she was a prison guard. She was being evicted. Shelton says he told the lady no, but she moved into the property in Northern California anyway. Now, this type of stuff is going to go on quite a bit. 
All right, just so you guys know, this type of stuff is going to go on quite a bit. All right, so let's go ahead and skip ahead just so we don't have a long video and fair use. Somebody said it's a black woman. Uh-oh. ...left for the day. Shelton says he entered his home. Yep, his keys still work. What he discovered inside was shocking. Boxes and furniture everywhere. It was so overwhelming. Just my stomach dropped. Fair and, use. You know, this is a home that, that I, you know, that I have memories with my parents in. And look. That appears to be a California corrections officer's uniform. When you saw a uniform. All right, so you got somebody that has a job. They work for the state institution. Um, you would think they have a moral compass. You would think they wouldn't do anything like this. Well, he's going to find out the hard way, and uh, he confronts the women. Mind-blowing. What happens next is just as yeah. shocking. The suspected squatter arrives, shakes his hand, and admits it's her stuff in his home. I'm really sorry about all this. I really... Well, it ain't a black woman. It is a white woman. Um, so um, in this situation, no moral compass, no remorse. She got caught. Oh, well, you know, I'm sorry about this. Showed up at the spot with her straggle-daggle-ass daughter, too, in tow. And she sounds like she smoked mad packs of menthols. All right, here we go. Yeah, it's been in the house for for a long yeah. time. I'm saying, yeah, get your stuff out. Even he gave her until midnight to move out. And video shows people at the home helping her pack up. Shelton, a handyman who founded the United Handyman Association. Shout out to Shelton here. But as you can see, guys, there are people out here, male or female, that have no remorse or any moral compass. Even a person that has their job. She's like, I've been on hard times. I'm going to just move into somebody else's house. I don't give a shit. And until you kick me out, of course, he's lucky that he had to, uh, that she actually responded. Many times she does have squatters rights. And if she has squatter rights, she does not have to get out. All right, do me a favor. Hit the like button in the building. And we're going to take you to a quick commercial break. And then we're going to get back on consent forms. Speaking of remorse, consent forms. Will women sign consent forms to protect you from a bad situation hit the like button so women you know we're more educated now and americans owe more than 1.5 trillion dollars in student loan debt and women reportedly hold around two-thirds of that debt women hold nearly two-thirds of the outstanding student debt at around 930 billion dollars now some presidential candidates are proposing solutions to fix the worsening debt problem this proposal completely eliminate student debt in this country. I also found it interesting that 37% of women don't really understand the whole student loan payback system, but men, they understand it a little bit better. So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money, and those of us that did the right thing get screwed. And the irony is that this is Elizabeth Warren, the woman who is getting 300000 a year for teaching one course. How do you feel about these people here who, who show up to it to show their free speech trying to censor you right now? Question, ladies, in order to protect yourself in this day and age where men are out here, one in four women are being sexually assaulted, S.A. as they call it here, we don't condone that type of violence. <laughs> we don't condone that type of violence. 
Would you, are there ladies in here? Ladies, you're watching me. I know you're lusting after me. Would you ladies, if you were coming to visit CGA and I said, listen, I have a reputation out here. Would you sign this consent form right here to protect me and you from any false allegations, from any misunderstanding? I have a form here for you to sign that tells you I'm going to touch you up and down. I'm going to lick you up and down. I'm going to touch you. I'm going to touch you there. I'm going to do this. Would you sign a consent form? You would think it would make sense, right? Because we live in a culture where there's a lot of misunderstandings. Well, a good thing to do is have a non-disclosure consent form or a prenup to clear up the bullshit, right? Because ladies are concerned about this, right? You're like, hey, I'm concerned about a guy that I know or don't know is going to touch me in the touch spot, and I'm not going to like it. So in order to clear it up, ladies, it presented it. Would you sign a consent form? Men, gentlemen, do you think women, in order to clear up the bullshit, would say consent form? Absolutely. What do you think? Now, we're going to take this. This is not a scientific poll. This is a Reddit form, I believe. Let me see if I can find it. Let me see if I can find it. I yes, it's a Reddit forum. And it's r slash ask women, where the women are going to respond and there's 163 comments, what do you think the response is from women when it's given them the opportunity to sign a consent form on a date? Let's see what their responses are, and let's share the screen. This is reprehensible, and of course, this is the blue chip mindset. This tells you women are a trip, all right? It says right here, if you were on a date and the guy busted out that consent contract app, how would you react? This right here, I can only imagine it would be a sudden realization that the guy is so bad at respecting boundaries or so out of tune with women that he needs an app to know for sure he isn't about to grape anyone. But I don't know. Maybe it would be a reinsuring of some way. Like, wow, he respects my boundaries so much that he's willing to put it in writing. I just don't get how this wouldn't be an incredible turnoff from the woman's perspective. She going to dry up like the Sahara Desert, right? Let's see what they would say. So in order to protect the guy, he says, listen, um, what's his name? Jonathan Majors. Listen, I'm worth $200 million potentially in the future. Sign this contract so my future is protected. This, here's the responses from women. Quote, I wouldn't feel safe with a person like that, so I'd just leave. This woman says, me too. The idea immediately makes me nervous. So if I did click OK or whatever, it is it is you. Wait, I don't even know what that means. I send the rest of the time. I spend the rest of the time imagining how he use it as an excuse to assault me or push for something. And the next woman says right here, I'd react by walking away. No effing thank you. Consent can be withdrawn at any time during a sexual encounter. Who says that what you're consenting to? Quote, I consent could mean anything. All right. This is one person right here. Let's go ahead and continue. Says right here, not to mention the type of people who would be wanting to use this. This that's the biggest thing. 
All right. So they're saying sociopaths would use this type of uh, app. This one says, walk away. This guy is bad news. <laughs> Listen, good Lord. This is somewhat surprising, but not surprising because women don't function with contracts. Also, a guy who doesn't understand that consent can be revoked at any time. He very well could grape someone if he thinks that gives him unlimited consent. All right, let's move forward. Consent isn't a contract. I can withdraw my consent at any time. Another woman, I'd run away from that guy, Peppermint Patty says, because the app is a clear sign that he doesn't understand the law in general. Consent and basic social interactions, never mind the inherent misogyny that it's evidence of. Here we go. This woman says, laughing my ass off, that dude is assuming a lot is my immediate reaction. Another woman, I'd run for the heels. Best case scenario, he's trying to protect himself from a false grape all allegation. Grape allegation. Worst case scenario, he's planning on doing something incredibly shady. <laughs> all right, here we go. She has a couple of scenarios. Uh, this woman says, leave the dumbass and tell everyone I knew how much of a dumbass he is. Oh, yes, I'd warn people left and right. Like, wow, he respects my boundary so much that he's putting it in writing. It actually proves he doesn't respect you at all. A person has to write, has the right to withdraw consent at any point, but he'd lord that contract over you. Woman says, turn off is an understatement. I'd laugh in his face and walk the hell away. This guy is the antithesis to respecting boundaries. He clearly doesn't even understand how consent works. Honestly, a person who lacks comprehension of basic social interactions to this degree shouldn't attempt to even date anyone. All right, here's another woman. Nope, I don't have the social emotional intelligence to wreck if wait. If you don't have the social uh, social or emotional intelligence to recognize if any people are uncomfortable, put off, or having a bad time, I'm not interested in any kind of encounter or relationship. Last couple. If someone can't verbally ask what you like to do, then I don't want to engage with them sexually. This woman says, in the date in any relationship, if he so badly misunderstands consent to think that the consent app would be in any way valid. I can't trust him or respect or honor the actual need for consent. This woman says sex is not happening. This woman says I leave. That displays a disgusting and dangerous view of consent that I'm not going to be around. She says it's time to skedaddle. All right. Does any of this surprise you? I mean, there's 163 answers. Um, that most of the answers are somewhat the same women saying absolutely not no freaking way that we're doing anything to acknowledge consent now i i'm surprised that they thought that the guy would 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 abuse the consent form which they probably have a right to to believe this the, the guy's going to go above and beyond he's going to really take advantage of me but the guy is simply saying I'm, i want to protect my interest or my my earnings just so we know just so we know that you said at least yes one time all right and then consent further would be hey that's 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 up to you he's at least saying 
in this interaction, we have the consent form. Now I get it. It's a definitely a turnoff. It's definitely a turnoff. But he says women don't think logically. At this point, it is very, very much up to you to make sure you do your documentation. Make sure she agrees via text messages or you have a voice message or you have her consenting prior to any engagement. And of course, she can withdraw consent. So you must be aware of that. Now, certain men she'll withdraw consent from um, in certain ways. She can withdraw consent years down the line by saying she was not in the right space. She was drunk, uh, X, Y, and Z. She had mental health issues. She was going through a rough patch and so forth and so on. You must, you must make sure you protect yourself out here. And any ideas of consent forms or anything, prenups, prenups is another one where if you ask a woman to sign a prenup, many men and women will say, what's the point of getting married if you're already preparing for the worst case scenario, which is the divorce. However, when the divorce comes up, people will say, Yo, you should have had a prenup. And the fact that she doesn't have a prenup to overcome, she's she can do whatever she wants. She's a bull in a china shop. And you're like, damn, I should have did it. And if she says, no, I shouldn't do it, what should you do? You should run. You should run. So, guys, it's getting kind of weird out here. And I think we're not really understanding each other, men and women, meaning that she's like, well, it's a consent form, but you don't really understand what consent is. And that's where the problem is. She's like, yeah, well, it's not a contract. But but it is a, it, it is somewhat a contract when we get in the court of law. Right now we get in the court of public opinion. It, it becomes, well, what has happened? What was the what was the agreement? That's what a contract is. What was the agreement going in? What was the agreement uh, before, during, and after? What did you verbally agree on? That would be a contract. So consent then can be removed. Well, we agreed up until this point until this happened. And then now this happened. I don't agree with this. Or it happened, and then I continued. And then later on, I didn't want that to happen. Blah. Okay, consent is a contract. But now we're taking this. Um, this is why we're going to be doing demolition man interactions in the future. People are uh, going monk mode. Some women are saying, I just can't deal with men anymore because they're they're weird and creepy. Some men are going to pay for play. Some that's a contract. Whether you like it or not, you agreed on what the transaction was up front, whether illegal or illegal. People are going that way. And they said it's just much easier. Could those women remove consent? It's possible. Although I do have stories to be told where uh, interaction got funny, but the fact that she might have been an escort or you made a financial agreement with her lost her case. She had no case going forward. The police don't care. They're like, we're not going to deal with that because you guys made in a contract with each other. Now, they're not going to prosecute the guy, but because there was a contract made, you agreed whatever happened in the midst of that they don't get involved, all right? So there is that. They're not going to go after the guy. You mean what? You guys transact the money? Okay, he's going to jail. No. So that is an agreement as well. So you guys got to watch out for what's going on out here. They'll sign it for Chad and Pookie. I don't know if they'll sign it for him either. There's a benefit from her. Interesting issue right there, right? All right, let me see if I got... um. Another thing here for you. I do have another story here. Maybe this one. It's about a divorce. You know what? Time to catch up on Super Chats. Time to catch on Super Chats here. And then we'll 
see if we can conclude with budgeting. All right, Abel returns to Eden. I got you, Bob. Southie says, pleasure and comfort are the chains of slavery, while pain and struggle are the tools for freedom. And that is from a guy named A. Huxley. Yes, pleasure and comfort are the chains of slavery, while pain and struggle are the tools for freedom. There is a price for freedom. Freedom is painful. Um, the first couple of years of trying to be free and break free of what you've been conditioned to be normal, you know, like nine to five marriage, those things are easy to get into. But um, if you don't get into it or you're trying to get out of it, it's very, very difficult to break that. And so we are encouraging people to actually be embracing struggle and the struggle of trying to free yourself. People who get comforted and content with other people supporting you or having certain structures of traditionalism. And if it doesn't work out for them, it doesn't work out. They get mad right? How painful that is. It's much more painful. And one more thing here. One more thing. And I have the book of Brave New World, so I'll, I'll break it open. Uh, I think people, uh, um, you know, I keep saying this and I'll keep reiterating it until you get it. Most of you guys are slaves right now. Okay. You're going and participating in it. You know people who are slaves. They're slaves to a mindset. They're slaves to drug. They're slaves to party culture and lifestyle. They're slaves to the media. They're also slaves to um, institutions, meaning institutions of higher learning, public schools, public schools and uh, colleges. They're slaves to whatever people would consider the matrix. They're controlled by the media and so forth and so on. And you volunteer for it and many times voted for it. Yes, you voted for it. And I keep hearing these discussions about why I should be upset about the peculiar institution, the institution of um, the institution that was known formally as the, in the agrarian times, as chattel slavery. And while it does pain me and stories do pain me, there are great stories of people who pursued their freedom from it. And there are also great stories of people who chose to stay in those conditions. And then even once that ended, they chose to then get, um, you know, um, finessed by it because of debts, not being educated and so forth and so on. Um, it pains me that people keep hearkening back to these stories more than reflecting on the stories that can get them out of slavery that they're in today. Not only that, there are people that are in sexual slavery there being people enslaved now, economic enslavement, and so forth. And I think that's where you should be directing much of your thoughts because you're being as much as much as your people and ancestors might have been persecuted, you're under the same persecution today, right? You're enslaved by social media and so forth. You're under the same things today. Much of your Conditions are by your own choice. You voted for it. You're waiting for certain people that benefited from the original chattel slavery to free you from your current slavery position. But these are the people who benefited from it. In fact, if you look at the people who actually were the ones who wiped it off the books, those people only did so not because they liked you, it was because it was the better position to save the union, if you will. 
and even the people who were supporters of the Confederacy themselves have quotes out there that said they'd free every slave if they would get their own institutional or economic freedom, right, that they, they were trying to protect. I think people have been completely misled, aligned with a certain proposition or a position of people that want to see you further enslaved. I know it's an unpopular opinion, but that's how I see it. I care less about what happened yesteryear in that instance more than what's happening today. Much of my conversation is what's happening today. And much of it is that we've economically participated and chosen to enslave ourselves, right? And you won't know it until you know it. And I want you to know it. I want you to see it. Once you see it, you can get yourself out of that position to where that becomes inconsequential. I wish that for you. I wish that for you. All right, shout out to Henry Resilient. Some men have got broken and robbed in the family court to get it, coach. He said they got to get broken. Some men got to get broken. All right, until they are gone, keep simping. He says until they gone, keep simping. Free agent, lifestyle for life. Some men got to get broken. You guys got to see it, man. All right. Uh, Roberto Moreno, the girl on seeking, the girls on seeking are real receptive now. Yes, they out here broke and starving out here. And of course, yeah, that brother's starving. It is what it is. Rick the Slick, this red pill stuff is too much for me. It's depressing. Oh, wah, wah. All right. Shout out to you. Let's cure the piano for this guy right here. You know what's depressing for me? I'll look out in the real world and say, that's depressing. It's kind of sad out there. I'll be like, boy, oh, boy. He likes comforting lies. Some people love comforting lies. And listen, I'm not the one for you. I'm not the one for you. I don't think I don't think to lie to you is comforting. All right. I believe you need to be slapped silly. Shout out to Stony Montana. He says, get the rural ranch ready. And that's one of my goals. And when I move out to the rural ranch, I ain't going to tell you where I'm at. <laughs> Somebody said, go to Rolo's channel. All right. Uh, there's always game for you guys. There's always game. Shout out to Maury, our main man in the building. He says, I, I fail to believe these women are these obtuse. He says, so at this point, you got to just uh, have all your interactions caught on camera. All right. What do we got going on here? New, 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 new world order. He says, uh, he says, you got to have verbally, you got to have her verbally say on video whether she knows it or not that she's DTF and that she really wants it. All right. That she really wants it. And I have to actually record me piping her down uh, to just be safe. All right. Shout out to you out there. Shout out new, to Maury. New, 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 new world order. All right. Um, what I do suggest is you do have security cameras catching her on your property. Um, you know, if you do want to record the interaction, you get her consent. But I have a ways to secure her. I mean, record her on my property, not in the bedroom, but record her leaving, record her coming, documenting when she leaves. Um, if you come near my property, you get a notification that you're being recorded, right? That's just the reality of it. You get a notification that you're being recorded on my property. All right. And so there's no ifs, ands, and buts. You step on my property line, you even get close. It, it will tell you you're about to be getting recorded. <laughs> so uh, that kind of takes it out of the box where, you know what I mean? And then I do acknowledge that there could be cameras 
in some of the areas, not just the bedroom, but um, not not in the bedroom, but areas inside the house. You're being recorded. So your behaviors are going to be recorded. And that could be enough to get this off, right? Um, where there's no discussion. So after the fact, you're coming down the stairs being recorded, right? When you're leaving the bedroom, you're being you're being recorded in areas. So your behavior is going to be monitored. If you're if you're if you run out if you run out the bedroom and you and you holding your peace leave, ah, you know, that could help your case. But if you walking out the bedroom sniggling, fixing your hair, walking down bow legged down the room, and then kissing me right outside the damn uh, property line. Thank you. I'll see you again. Well, there goes your case. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, Agent Machine says Aziz and Sari had her consent. She later and revoked it later. Where's the accountability? And she looked like a moron doing it. The best thing she did was not file a police report. So, um, yeah, there are cases where that happens, man. U.S. Army retired. Hey, coach, let the fellas know that a prenup doesn't does not supersede the law. Women always have the board covered. Child support, lifetime alimony, 50% of Social Security, working on 50% VA benefits and Roth IA, RIA, IRA, <laughs> my bad, Roth IRA. Um, Yeah, prenup only talks about, well, it doesn't. It could talk about many things, but most of it covers spousal support. That's what it covers. But it, it, it may not, in many cases, unless you do it, cover community property, and it certainly does not cover child support or businesses, businesses. Now, you can put it in there, but you're talking about a bird brain sitting down there. And also, have, she needs a lawyer present. There's things that people do with prenups where they they mess up, right? Um, they they say they, they, they do the prenup, and then they have the woman sign it without the presence of somebody, a witness or a lawyer look it over dumbass listen steven jack steven jackson had that exact situation and everybody was like yeah you was right fam to walk away but what he was not right was was he was doing it before the wedding ceremony that would have got the prenup potentially tossed on his face right there prenup would have been invalid because that was a duress situation she could simply say i only signed it to get him to walk down the aisle all my family flew in and so forth and so on means nothing number two he signed it without i'm sorry he was willing to have her sign it without any representation on her side your lawyer is not her lawyer your lawyer is your lawyer she needs a lawyer present that is going to be the best case scenario and that lawyer should read it over and say this is in the best interest of you number three and i'm not a legal person the lead attorney and our man joe jonathan c noble can talk about this but just on experience Number three, it needs to be fair. It should be fair, okay? Saying that she leaves with the shirt on her back that she came on with might not cut it, especially if there's a lot to gain. So if the contract is completely one-sided and then it's under duress and then she has no representation, kiss the prenup, goodbye. Anyway, and I'm not a lawyer, but I'm just telling you, kiss that shit goodbye. If it's six months within six months window of the wedding, kiss it goodbye. If it's three months and you're like, ah, oh, let me figure it out. Moose locks, kiss it goodbye. <laughs> all right. After we planned all the wedding, you shove a contract in her face, kiss it goodbye. 
and you deserve it to get kissed goodbye. Shit should be well in advance, well in advance of even her planning the wedding. Not after you give her an engagement ring, okay? Bye-bye, kissing goodbye. Now, listen, get, get with a lawyer to do your own due diligence on this one. But guys, that do when you do this, you're putting yourself behind the eight ball, all right? Women know this stuff. They know this stuff. This is why they, this is why they don't sign them. This is why they sign them and say they're under duress. I was taking mental health meds. They know these things way more than you, and they're prepared for it. You, you're not. So you got to be businesslike with these people. Somebody says, "Why even risk it?" Yeah, I mean, you're 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 significantly risking it. And a prenup can be contested. I don't care how ironclad the shit is. Well, mine is ironclad. Doesn't listen. I can sue. You can sue anybody for anything. Right now. <laughs> if you sue a person, doesn't mean you're right. Jonathan Majors is going to go through this right now. And I've been trying to warn you. Jonathan Majors is going to go through this. This woman, if she doesn't back off her claims, she's going to be in the court. And then she can continue to sue. And y'all going to be like, well, there ain't no evidence. To file a lawsuit, you don't need evidence. To win a lawsuit, you need evidence. <laughs> right? To contest the prenup, you don't need shit. I contest it. That's all you're going to contest it on. And then you respond, she contested it over some bullshit. And here she come. She got lawyers and all this shit. Now she, she could lose the case. But you know what you're also going to lose is money. And any lawyer that wants to deny this, bring your ass onto the show. You're going to pay even if she is, is stupid, right? Now, she might even, you might say, okay, she has to pay my attorney fee. But Dr. Dre's case, and of course, he's in a, a, an extreme case, the woman dragged it on so much where her advantage was she was awarded. She was, a, she ha, he had the prenup. She was aware of it. She thought he tore it up, which tearing up a, a legal document does not make it invalid. Every moron knows that. She was an attorney. She should have known that. It still didn't stop her ass. She was getting temporary spousal support in excess of a million dollars, and she was using that million dollars to fund her attorneys. This is how child support works, too. A lot of times you are paying temporary orders to a woman, and it's only fueling her to continue a lawsuit. People don't understand that she was using that money to fund her attorneys to then keep fighting for the prenup to be invalidated. What did Dr. Dre do? <laughs> Dr. Dre said, I throw in the towel on the prenup being valid. He basically said, forget it. I'm wasting. He said, I keep paying money into the support. She keeps funding it, funding the lawsuit with lawyers. It's a trap. It's a circular trap. She did not concede. And by him throwing in the towel on that fight, it validated the prenup, which was ironclad, ninjas. The prenup is validated, but it was ironclad. Now, that's an extreme example, but that's an example on how a person can go in and sue you, not have any leg to stand on and still win. <laughs> Right. That's how that's how fast that shit can happen. All right. And look, 
it is what it is. Somebody said Jonathan Sharp saved by a recording. He ain't saved from shit right now. (laughs) He saved from nothing. All right, they have a court date. They haven't dropped the charges. The woman, I ain't heard shit from her. Where she at? She ain't said a peep. Until that goes to court, he's saved from nothing. And as a matter of fact, the court appearance is two months from now or a month and a half. He's saved from nothing. Don't believe it. (laughs) If she, (laughs) it is what it is. It's a long game. Law, uh, the law is a long game. It's not short game. And somebody said this the other day eloquently, and it was put like it said, the court is not, not about, what did he say? I can't remember what it was. But essentially, the court is not about finding the truth. It's about funding whosoever truth they need to fund. This is a money game. He says, y'all not understanding what coach is saying. She can drag it until she gets a settlement out of court. People don't get it, man. People don't get it. But look, you've never been to court, so you don't realize what's going on. I've been to court so many times. I've been to more courts than I've taken shits this month. (laughs) Too much information, right? It ain't about the truth. It's not about justice. And it ain't about evidence. It's about the legal game. It's about drag. It's about money. It's about what it is. They don't care about the truth. It would be nice if there was some truth found in this. Truth does not matter. (laughs) Somebody said, I just won't show up. Well, you're going to jail. They're going to jail. You don't show up. You're either going to jail for a bench warrant or or if you've been processed, served, you're going to jail for a bench warrant or they give a default judgment to the petitioner. Or the person filing the case. Default judgment you lost. Take it or leave it, Ninja. <laughs> Come on. Y'all, y'all folks gonna learn, man. Default summary judgment to whoever filed. And they don't give a shit. You don't show up to court. You were served. You don't show up to court. And you say, F that bitch. And then they go in the court. They show up. The judge says, well, the person's not here. What is it that you want? Default judgment. Now, a judge who is pissed off can do that. And they say, what do you want? I want everything I asked for in there. So, next case, (laughs) you better be outside the country. um, Or, that's how the courts work. If you weren't served, you don't technically have to show up. All right? But you're delaying the inevitable. You can play the long legal game yourself and say, I wasn't served a damn thing. And I have a judgment against me that is not valid. Nobody served me. So that's the long legal game you can play. But, you know, it is what it is. So anyway, 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 shout out to my man, DJ B fit. If a woman can't agree with your program, walk away. And this is what we're telling you guys. You guys got to cheat this like a business. If you want a woman today, Iron out everything and expectations up front. If you want to document it on paper, the better. If she says, I don't doing nothing and I ain't doing nothing and you ain't going and I ain't going. If she does that, man, drop that bitch. There's no argument. No arguments, guys. (laughs) There's nothing to argue. If she charged chirking her neck and she starts saying, I ain't going to do and I ain't going to do, man. 
skedaddle, <laughs> kick, tell her to kick rocks, move the hell on, DTB that girl. What the hell is you arguing about? Well, a good woman will submit. A good woman will do, man, kick rocks. <laughs> right, bye-bye. And even then, if she agrees, you should be watching her like a hawk because the bait and switch is coming as soon as you walk her down that aisle. It's coming. Henry Resilient, XQC, is on a mission. Wait, XQC is mission out or I think you mean missing. Thank you. Thank you, here, Henry. You're making me look more like a fool. XQC is missing out on a $100 million contract with Kick, fighting a common law divorce. Let that sink in. They were never married. Protect your meat. Shout out to you and check out him breaking down the XQC on his channel, Henry Resilient. Okay, so let me tell you this. Giving you guys financial game here. There's many times that men are involved in a lawsuit, whether civil, criminal, or fam family court, where he can't continue to earn his money because his money is in question in the lawsuit. This is an example of that. Similarly, in family court, a guy will say, well, I'm going to stop working. I'm going to stop reporting my income. I'm going to finesse the game. I won't file my tax returns. I won't, I won't do this. I won't report income because your ex or your baby mama is trying to drag you. I want you to think about this. If she drags the case on long enough, you're losing money not only on the case, you're losing money and earn income. You also do this to keep your income low so she doesn't take you into court for a modification. So you, for 12 years of your life, for 12 years of your life, you keep your income and your potential low so she don't take you to child support court. Make that make sense, ninjas. You know how many men are doing that? <laughs> you know how many men are doing that? They're choosing that life. All because they impregnated a skeezer or their woman or the love of their lives. They will go 12, 15 years underachieving in this world to keep their money down. This shit is crazy out here. This dude could be working himself up to be a millionaire, but because his baby mama's watching him like a hawk, he's like, I'll just do less as a human being. This shit is weird. In the prime income years of your life, men are doing this shit. And you can avoid all this shit, man. <laughs> you work in your mid-30s to your 50s so a woman doesn't take you back to child support court. And you're like, I'll do less. As if when your 50s kick in, that you're just going to start making money hand over fist. <laughs> oh, man, it's crazy, man. You playing right into their hands. And the minute you start earning money, guess what happens? Here this bitch come. All right, oh, I want some of that money. And she just waiting like this. She just waiting for you like, cuckoo, cuckoo. I know you're going to start earning money at some point. That's my money. This is the world you live in. And you're depressed that you can't have a bitch of your own. You a goofy ninja. You bitch. You bitch. You a goofy. I want my own woman that loves me. Oh, boy. <laughs> they playing the long game on y'all. They long stroking you. Somebody said, that's my life right now. Indeed. Shout out to my man, no government name, BH. He says, well, according to Dr. John Baloney, 
and Dave Ramsey as the husband. He was responsible for paying the wife's student loans anyway. Yeah. I mean, you got that conversation going on, too. I mean, this is a tough conversation. And the ladies that are like um, uh, uh, the ladies that are like, yeah, you a man. Take care of me. I agree. But now what are you supposed to do? Well, you you have to wait out. If you're the right guy and you take care of me, I'll reciprocate, man. Mm -hmm. That is the dumbest deal going. I want to tell you guys right now, do not listen to no cluckhead tell you that. They're setting you up. Look, look, why would a guy push all his chips in on a woman? And then she says, when you do that, I'll reciprocate. Mm. <laughs> I'm so, man, see my ass at the junior college because she's saying, well, let's just wait and see what happens. That is the dumbest deal going because she can simply say, well, I'm not reciprocating. She can simply remove consent. She can simply wait long enough, divorce you. And this is happening 75% of the time. The 25% of the time this is not happening is not enough for me to sway me to just keep rolling the dice. You're setting your ass up. She's setting your ass up. Well, I'll do it for the right person. And then you start doing it, paying, 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 paying. And then you pay, 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 pay. And then she just pulled the plug and pulled the rug from up under your foot. Well, she hits you with this right here. I'm not happy. <laughs> My man, Jay Russell says, like Chris Rock said, I'm not saying he should delete her, but I understand. All right. All right. Shout out to that OJ joke right there. But guys get funny about their money, and women get funny about your money. All right, let me check cash apps. I think we're going to be done with today's show. That's a three-hour mark. Oh, nope, we got our man, Mr. Hudson, says, thank you for encouraging me to start my channel. Everybody got a YouTube channel, uh, so and everybody has a skill uh, to, to actually uh, skill or some knowledge base to help another person. Uh, don't be so afraid to use this platform to do that. My man, Plumber to Pilot, shout out to you. He says, uh, read the Austrian free school of economics to understand money. Also, Peter Schiff and Ron Paul predicted the housing crash. And also, what would happen to the dollar? Invest wisely going forward. Indeed. So it is a book called the Austrian free school of economics. All right. I'm going to check that out to understand money. Money is a knowledge, man. It's a skill as well. And um, JC says, true CGA. I almost walked out of my corporate job today to start an LLC for two box trucks. I'm 49 and she's trying to get five more years from for my 18 year old kid. Time to bail. Mm. I think I remember your story. You said you, she, the kids turning 18 and she still, she's still trying to get five more years of child support. I think I remember that. And you're like, how can she get it in her mind, in her world and in her economic condition? She believes that there is more money that she can extract from you. If she can't do that, she'll find a way to get your kids to get to extra extract this money from you. Okay, so understand that it's not a game. Love is not a game. Love is a business. Are women really like this? Absolutely. And you'll find out. Many men will say they never even truly knew their wives until they saw her in family court. 
And when you see her in family court, you won't even recognize her. You will be like, this is the same woman that said she loved me. This is the same woman I put kids in. This is the same woman. You're going to look at her and be in disbelief. And she vice versa as well, but she's the one that filed. You're going to be in disbelief. You're going to be like, "Is this? guys, let these guys know at the end of this show. There's no love in the family court. There's no God in the family court. God doesn't exist in family court. If you're a godly person or a Christian, there's no God there. God did not marry you. God did not bring you together. God did not deliver this woman to you. God did not marry you in the United States. And God is not divorcing you. So just so you know, it's going to be, there's no Jesus. There's no God. There's no Allah. There's, there's none of that. There's no family in there either. One of the biggest oxymorons of family court, it is against family, right? It is very anti-family. Last point, when you actually go to a child support hearing, you will see that the offices of the child support are within the family court building. Let that shit sink in. All right. Let that sink in. All right. So anyway, shout out to the coach gang. I'm here to educate you and inspire you. And that's what the game is. All right. Austrian free school book economics. Also the free agent lifestyle. Also the evolution. And we out of here, brothers. Hit the like button on the way out. We'll be back this evening. Peace. Who are we leaving you with? Here coming. comes the bankroll. Here comes. This would make it all happen right there. That's, that's going to make it happen. This would make it happen. If a man want to know how to meet a nice woman, how you meet her? With this. <laughs> First damn word come out your mouth. I got money. <laughs> but those not respectable women. I don't want no respect. I want some ass. <laughs> damn the respect. I want you to break down like a 12-gauge double barrel shotgun and show me what you're working with. But don't you want commitment? What? To who? You don't want to be committed. <laughs> I'm committed to getting her to that bedroom and giving her what she needs.